Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch live. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you're well stuffed. More than the turkey, I suppose. Rick Diary, a.k.a. Captain Brunt, being joined by his co-host, Destin Soblo Frazier. Fuck it, I still got three minutes. Happy Turkey Day. Yeah, look at that. We made it just in time. <laughs> three minutes shy of the car. <laughs> no excuses. Everybody should have the itis. They can't be like, you guys are always on so late. You're on late. You're Someone on late. Someone's got to sleep. Shut up. Mm-hmm. See? That's what it is. A few times a year, you guys are on talk brunch hours. <laughs> so, tonight, we're going to be talking about... Oh, we got a raid here happening. Thank you, Fletch Malone, with the raid. Holy shit! Appreciate you, brother. Much appreciate you. The babe God has has blessed us with his presence. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, tonight we're going to talk about a pay-per-view we've seen, a pay-per-view we're going to see, things happening in the sheets, call-ups, firings, Thanksgiving love. I don't know if there's really Thanksgiving love here. Who really knows what there is? But, uh, yeah. We have stuff going on. Yeah, maybe there'll be cats. No promises, though. But we are going to talk oh, about me, things. There'll be cats. <laughs> we are going to talk about things happening overseas, like in Japan. A lot of interesting crossovers and things happening there. And of course, the aftermath of Full Gear. What's next for CM Punk? The Good Brothers. What's happening with uh, Thunder Rosa? With the title? With that interim title? That label that we hate so much. That label that I have not acknowledged for like a month. Yeah, I know, right? It's ridiculous. But they did something to resolve. We'll get into that today. And yeah, we're going to go over the oh, pay-per-views, the results, share some clips, stuff like that with all of you. So how do you enjoy your Thanksgiving? You had a good time? I'd like to think. Oh, yeah. This is nice. Very relaxing. It, I mean, I'm even though I haven't been with GameStop in years, it's nice to not have to work on Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. No black Yeah, Fridays, I'm still hurt. Right? Like no Black Fridays whatsoever. I don't blame you, man, getting out of that hell hole. I can't wait to see that shit burn to the ground. <laughs> dance in the raindrops. Really, Pat the wise man <laughs> has an idea. I don't really feel like closing my eyes, but sure, what's your idea? Oh god. I don't wanna. Been about <laughs> okay, maybe maybe I do want your idea. Maybe I do. Maybe I, I do. Oh my god, I, I kind of want it now. Now, now. I'm sold on it. Okay, that was a good. Oh sound. Wow. man, that was, that was amazing. I don't know what I don't know what I'm more mad at the idea or the fact that it instantly popped in my head. I'm kind of annoyed that it worked. Right? Like I was thinking, right. all right, well, what manner of hey, I have an idea. What manner of rubbish? Oh shit. Thank you for the follow, Shadow. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I was thinking, what manner of... And then I was just like, oh, wow. Oh, thank you for the follow. Much appreciate it. Oh, here we Pat go the again. <laughs> That's the wise, man. That's hilarious, man. I That is great. Thank you for the follow as well, Rebel. You guys are awesome. We, so get, we are here. The latest start of my show with all this follow streams. I swear to God. No, I'm kidding. We're about to talk about all the wrestling tonight because there's so much has happened. 
Like just that is a great idea. Oh, I love it. God. I love it. That Imagine. was fun. Oh man. <laughs> I want that belt now so bad. <laughs> so where do we begin today? Because I don't want to get straight into the serious stuff. But uh like we could start with Ric Flair again. Isn't that great? How I'm like, I don't want to get into the serious stuff. So start <laughs> we start with Ric Flair. Yeah, totally. Look at Ric Flair's drip. I didn't know they were going to say it's that. Rick. That's like the best. That's when you know you've made it, right? When you. Right. Like, look at this. This is beautiful, man. You, were you smoking some of that good, good with Mike Tyson? Love it, right? Tyson's loving it. Look at that. He's so proud of his weed. You were a 400? Thank you. That's awesome. Look at 400. you. I didn't even know. Yeah, isn't that you the get thing? a partially melted Snickers? No, I'm kidding. Well, we for anyone who's new here, we've been a podcast for too long. We've been a podcast since 2014. We are on iHeartRadio. We are once again on iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, now called Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Podcast Attic, all those wonderful places. But we much rather hang out in here with you guys and have the video as well as the audio. The Rikishi oh, ass belt guy is number 400. You guys should be proud. <laughs> we got to save this forever now. We have to save this whole encounter forever. Oh, my God. This one's going on the archives. Oh, for sure. He is the new ass man. <laughs> Look at that. Holy shit. His first attempt, and he has a, he has a better uh, ass gimmick and joke than Billy Gunn could have ever imagined. <laughs> you know, I had to take my dig at Billy Gunn today, right? Yeah. So wait, I don't want to. Almost at the end of the year, he had to get one more in. I don't want to just ignore this. Do you think that Charlotte smokes up? You know, that's a good question. You think Charlotte and Andrade? Oh fuck! Like they're just on the beach smoking. Rick I need her. Rip? I need her to confirm or deny this because now it's gonna bother me. We gotta feel like outright now if Charlotte gets high, right? You probably needed to after that time deny her with that two piece, right? <laughs> she at least at the very right. least she <laughs> didn't even give the bitch no biscuit, but Yeah, so I don't know if she's like a regular oh does she have regular indulgence? This is that gonna be the graphic for this, Ric Flair again? I can't we know we use Ric Flair last week. It might have to be. It's either gonna be Ric Flair or Fletch's ass belt, one or the other. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, appreciate you, Fletch. For those who don't know Fletch in a long time, probably for like 10, 12 years the mind, so Good to see you, buddy, and I appreciate you coming out. Absolutely. I'm gonna always think back. Trust me, we think back to way to, to way less, less <laughs> crazy shit than that. This is immortalized. I promise you. We're not just saying that. Shit from like, like year there, one. We're gonna be like, yo, you remember that ass joke that you made with the Rikishi? Like, there's no way it would go away now. You don't have no idea how. You we don't understand why like, you live in talk brunch. <laughs> I only know. I only want to call it infamy forever. Because motherfuckers going to legends now. All right, well, let's look through our program and see what else we got on the news. So, another thing I'm coming across, take it with a grain of salt, and I hate to say, but nowadays most of the things that I say take with a grain of salt wind up happening because we're in a weird world like that. But there's all these rumors that Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to come out of uh, retirement to have one more match. Have you heard about this? Yeah, like a little bit of footage here and there has... um come out with like him at the gym and everybody's like oh he's got one more in him which i mean he looked good at wrestlemania 
So it wouldn't even have been surprising, but he looked all right at WrestleMania. But to be fair, he literally took beer breaks. Like it was cool because it was Stone Cold, yeah. but I, I feel like it wasn't. I hate to say this, but I don't. I feel like it was more like a necessity. Like back when he used to do it, he was being a badass, but he was trying to stay hydrated. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like I just got the impression that he needed that. Like that was literally like his fuel. He was drinking because if you watch it, most of the beer winds up all over him and all over the ring. He was genuinely drinking beer. He was Sandman drinking beer. That motherfucker was shoot drinking. If you ever watch Sandman, he's careful not to spill a drop. Like he, he's he's trying very hard. He's being cool about it. And he has his Kendall, but he's that trying. Man he tries to get as much of it. alcoholic. I've oh yeah. Seen. Yeah, he knocks him back. Man, does not waste a drop. <laughs> but Steve here, he put out a training video. Hey, good morning. It's Steve Austin coming to you from my home gym. I was going to film my workout today, but I am at home, and I'll have my camera holder here. Today's workout was starting off on the ski erg, 20 minutes. After getting warmed up, hitting that thing pretty hard. Uh, today with shoulders and traps, I'm in a hurry today. So after warming up, I'll grab those 50-pound dumbbells, sit down on this preacher bench, and use it for support. Crank out uh, 15 reps, jump right up, come over to the power rack. That's just 225, but just uh, just strict, just use an explosive uh, movement with the traps to get that up. Go right from there, jump down and do uh, 25 crunches. Show us. I wish he had a video showing us that. Uh, I'll switch that to right. uh, leg lifts or leg raises. See what you got, Steve. So then I rest for 30 seconds, repeat the cycle. So it's about, uh, I don't know, shit, 20, 25 minute workout minus the cardio. I'll come back this evening and get 20 uh, more minutes on this. This is my sandbag that I've been taking on the road for, uh, with me. There's my Carhartt jacket muffler. It's cold as shit. People have been speculating, hey, Steve, you know, what are you doing? What are you training for? Are you training for an event? Hey, speculate what you want for. Uh, I just simply looked in the mirror and realized I looked like shit. So I called my diet coach up. And uh, my macros are currently, give or take, roughly around 2,650 calories, uh, 300, 320 grams of protein, 150 grams of carbs on a regular day. We'll spike at 420 on a load up. I still drink beer on Friday nights, get three uh, Broken Skull IPAs, and that's pretty much it. I'm probably, as far as body weight goes, sub 232, uh, leanest I've been in shit forever. Anyway, that's the bottom line. I'm out. That's, I, I just got tired of looking like, uh, when I looked in the mirror, I looked like shit. Got tired of looking like shit, so I'm taking actions to do something about it. Uh, I got to go. Catch you down the road. I hope that's the or. truth. You know? Oh, no, don't, don't. You, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I already know where it is going. Oh, God. No, he stepped on the quality. I never it wasn't going to work again. <laughs> You're never going to forgive them. I just wanted them. to do just enough so you do. <laughs> You're never going to forgive them for that bad Skype on Raw. <laughs> that bad Monday Night Raw Skype call. I, I, he, oh. he buffered a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh, my God. For he those buffered. who are new, we don't get that joke. It was an old raw where the yeah, see Pat knows. Pat knows. <laughs> it's just the fact that like that that last part sounded like it was piped in, like they had to re-record it. All you hear is just like that was Stone Cold Steve Austin or her. Like what the fuck? <laughs> you doing so fucking good. <laughs> I don't even know this 
that how you fucking make that voice? I don't know either. That's, that's exactly how that shit was. We were like, oh, okay. Oh, hell yeah. Like, everything else sounded great. And then this, you know, just had a very, oh, her, her. Like, what the fuck? Like, we're on Raw. This is Raw. How come? <laughs> how come you guys Like, why do you sound like stuff? 2014 me? Like, what the <laughs> So now every time somebody comes in via satellite, Stone Cold on Skype, it always pops into my head. And I'm like, I wonder if it's going to happen again. Stone Cold has better equipment than they do. <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly, that was the exact quote. Michael Cole was like, bold words from the rattlesnake. Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad somebody else remembers it word for word. Oh, shit. That is too good. <laughs> Pat, I don't know if I would have made it through Raws if Snow Cold Lost Guy was a weekly segment. I didn't got to that part and they shut it off. Like, it's not getting any better at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I got Stone Cold every week. went off in a hot minute. That was great. It would have been like the Rock John Cena feud. Oh my god. <laughs> that is great. Even they had better quality though. Jesus Lord. Alright, well, I hope you know what? I hope he's telling the truth, man. Because remember what happened at Triple H and Sean and, and, and Kane and Undertaker that one time? Oh, they ruined they their one more time. Look what you got. They ruined all their endings. They all wanted to get like the best ending. It was almost like a Telltale game. They all wanted to get the best ending, and then they just ruined the whole save file. Like, they all got the shittiest ending you could get. Everything was fine, but they just had to keep going in there. They needed that Saudi money, and everyone remembers. Every time I think of uh, Shawn Michaels' last match, instead of the uh, the dramatic thing with Taker and everything, I, I think of him falling on his fucking face now. <laughs> you know, and then crying out in agonizing pain from the, from the apron. <laughs> you know, just like... Not good. It's like, no. We could have just left us alone, but no one saw anybody. Yeah, that is absolutely crazy. <sighs> All right, we're going to have to talk about a weekly at some point, right? Yeah. Where are we going? I'll let you choose. What, what weekly do we talk about? Well, since Full Gear was this past weekend, let's start off with... Uh, Dynamite. We got to start off with Rampage if you start off with That's the only big Rampage. Yeah, you got to start off with good old Rampage. I literally think of the actual order of the week, and I'm like, no, Rampage came first. All right, let me get my Rampage shit in front of me. Oh, God, Pat, over here talking about Kane, you have a New Japan run to make up for it. Don't. mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) We got a lot of New Japan news tonight, too. Oh, yeah. It's It's been a party over there. You know, they're making big boy moves. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, Rampage came to us from Newark, New Jersey's Prudential Center. Don't visit that place. I mean, I'm a New Yorker. They try to they try to rep New they try to rep New York, but they're not. It's not the real New York. They're old York. We start out with an AEW world title first round 
Eliminator match. Hopefully I said that correct. This was Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks. What were your thoughts? I think it started on the outside. They started killing each other like right away on the outside. Right. Nobody waited. (laughs) They made it into a blood feud, even though it wasn't really much of a blood feud. Yeah. This was like blood beef. Yeah, this was blood heat. That's what it basically (laughs) was. This was all heated blood. I mean, it was this? nice to see Archer again. I kind of wish I would see him more, not just like these sporadic appearances. Because then the problem with it is, it's like when he shows up, I know he's not going to win. Because like I'm not going to see you for like another six months. I'm just like, eh. but yeah, this was the match that was a uh, this was the match that was supposed to happen, um, the previous time. But then of course Starks being injured, they had to delay it with the injury angle. Yeah, well, I'm glad that they managed to find it. He's finally getting the push that he's supposed to be getting. Yes. Like, they finally letting the dude go. Because, I mean, he's over with the crowd. He's put in all that work when he was part of uh, Team Taz. So, yeah, this has been, this has been I, I, I want to say long-deserved, but it's been definitely something where, where a lot of people have been wanting it for a while. And it's good to see them finally, like, putting a rocket on him, like, letting him go. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, uh, because after a while, it looked like he was just going to keep getting his ass kicked by Powerhouse there, which is fortunately not what wound up going down. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they, they, they let them have their little blow off and then put them on their separate ways, which I'm perfectly OK with. I am the steps. <laughs> Every time I go to the ring, I set the standard. All the shit I've gone through, all the trauma, all the bullying, sweat, the tears, it would make it all work. Wait, 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 wait. Sweat, <laughs> you know, already know, you already know. I have to get, I have to get Kaz over here. All the trauma, all the bullying. Oh my God. <laughs> what is happening with, 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 what's his name again? H.G. Wells Morrissey? That's <laughs> some fucking weird name. Yo, that's the oh my god! No, Pat, do not put that on the spinner belt. You keep that off right now. Sweat the tears. Oh, do you really believe that MJF is physically? <laughs> what are you gonna do to me? So, have you heard the speculation that this guy's back on the sauce and that that's why he's like people are accusing him of looking bloated and swollen and that his promos have been a little bit off and that he overall has been off and that he probably needs to go back to rehab? Complete speculation. I haven't heard anything. Yes, I've heard those things. You've heard all of that say when they just want to talk shit. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't noticed it. Maybe I haven't been paying attention either. Nothing has changed because there's nothing there to change. Moxley's been doing the same shit Moxley's been doing since he came back. The Ring of Honor World Title will be on the line in a four-way match. I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever, and they're going to beat the hell out of each other. The egos are too big. That this championship is going to stay within the Jericho Appreciation Society. The Ocho, Sammy, and I guarantee it. We'll see about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, look at that. There was the foreshadow there. I didn't catch that one. <laughs> When we watched a watch along in here uh, this past Saturday, I didn't catch him doing that at the end. And we already predicted that's how it was going to go down. You know, yeah. so that's kind of funny. But bring it to it, Marley, like, I, I got to address this thing with the Moxley thing because it's starting to, it's pissing me off more and more. Okay. 
I need these wrestling fans to stop fucking with these guys just because they're in AEW. Because these are the same ones that are like, oh, Jericho's looking kind of out of shape. Jericho's looking winded. But yet, we got motherfuckers all over the planet that can't wrestle for shit, and they don't say nothing. Like, dude, stop hating on these guys just because they're in fucking AEW. If Mox was still Ambrose talking about pooper scoopers at WWE, nobody'd have an issue. But because he's on the other side, people want to talk shit. Like, I can't. Like, ugh, it, it doesn't make sense because I don't know about you, but I haven't noticed a single thing different about Moxley I, except that he's bleeding and matches less. To be fair, I'll I'll start looking. Pat says that Jericho's fifty and is probably in better shape than twenty years old. Making <laughs> exactly, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're gonna get to our full gear. Believe yeah. me, there's a lot of full gear stuff. But before that, we have enough. Had this, uh, I feel like you blown up regardless in a match with Ichi Flesh. But now nah, I feel you know. <laughs> yeah. So we had this FTR championship match. I don't even know. It's it's hard to get excited. Like Hook's not gonna lose to to uh, Lee Moriarty. How come Lee Moriarty gets so much exposure? I don't know. He must have blew someone in the back. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> I really, yeah, I'm disappointed. Like, with this match, I just enjoyed the ass whooping because I knew he wasn't gonna. I knew he wasn't gonna lose. So I was like, let me just see what he does. <laughs> I'm glad they're not giving Hook squash matches anymore. He's actually getting good sequences and exchange, and it's like a little bit more methodical. We're getting to see his ring psychology and how he works. But uh, you know, like Fletch just said, Moriarty's a fantastic worker. That could be what it is. They're trying him. You know, they just want to see. Yeah, uh, it could be just letting like. Kind of like letting the gas out, like letting the go, go, letting the guy go. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it doesn't work, but I notice it's always Lee. It's hardly anybody else. He's probably just considered what's a good hand, you know. Yeah, they're probably just like you know what? There, he has a lot. Just kind of like Pat said, he has a lot of, a lot of potential. So like, let's start opening the valve and let's see what he can do. Which I mean, hey, if you if you see something in somebody, I'm all for cutting him loose a little bit. I mean, hey, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and you notice is Dean Malenko, but it doesn't change the fact that he's a black hole of charisma, much like Lee Moriarty. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, I don't see, he's completely gimmickless. His Remember gimmick Leon Ruff? We didn't think there was much of him, and then he became North America champion. The belt fell off his waist. No. <laughs> Even Leon Ruff had more of a gimmick than Lee Moriarty. His gimmick was he was Leon Ruff. <laughs> We've agreed to no physicality. Gentlemen, the floor is yours. If you remember, this guy cost you a world title match. Actually, did cost Captain Rushbag a shot at the title. That's what I did. I love he calls him a Rushbag. We have someone here that's serious about professional wrestling. You're acting real tough. Uh, us two will take you guys oh, oh, on oh, anytime. Oh. What do you mean, us two? Sam, what do you mean? Hey, hey, hey. Let me tell you something. I'm going to wipe that stupid smile over your face. Te voy a aplastar como la cucaracha que eres perro. Te voy a desmadrar, te voy a pisotear. Yikes. Here we have another match where Madison Rain gets squashed by a lesser tier opponent again. Thoughts. So we just killing Madison here now. That's what we're doing. Even fucking Ember or Athena is is uh is beating her. What are they doing? But they uh, seem to be doing like this thing with like this heel Athena. So it's like I guess I gotta get it. Like, I don't get it. Just because you're a heel doesn't doesn't make you uh more skilled. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I couldn't think of a worse person for a heel turn right now. And it was like there was hardly any exchange. There was like eighty twenty. Like what is that shit? This was kind of crazy at the end. She hit Aubrey. How dare you? 
Mercedes Martinez. I guess just because, right? <laughs> and the ROH Women's Champions in the building. Want to fight? Five on five. There's three of you guys. No, there's not. Rocky's here. The hell did he Look, it's all of chaos. All right, now there's four. There's still five of us. <laughs> so here's the second thing. Oh, <laughs> boom. Watch this spooky video. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I love this segue to themselves. It's literally Danhausen. Clearly Danhausen. Okay. We beat their ass tomorrow. Let's go. <laughs> I didn't think it was actually going to be Danhausen. Right. Oh, I knew it was going to be Danhausen. I didn't expect what they did with Danhausen, but I knew it was going to be Danhausen. DDT was a dream match for you. You still feel the same way? Mark, I'm going to talk. Eddie is definitely ready. He's been ready for 18 years. That Team DDT, we're not wrestling dumb. They're going to have to prove that they're better than us. We're the best. This is a dream match for you, but you have to fight for your life. It's time for the main event. Death Triangle versus... And that brings hey, there was a storytelling. <laughs> there was a storytelling as you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and there's the main event. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz against Jun Akiyama and Kanosuke Takashida. Yep. Eddie Very Kingston, fun stuff. Eddie Kingston living his dream, right? Fighting his heroes and shit. Go ahead. Yeah, which is kind of which is kind of cool. Like that he's idolized all these guys, and now he's getting to work with them. Like not too many people say can say they get that opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I'm I'm glad he has good heroes. He has good taste in heroes, right? Yeah, good guys to look up to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I mean, when we get into full gear, you can see how much that meant to him getting uh, getting that opportunity. And Takeshita, he's actually all all elite now, right? He's all in and everything. Yep, he's officially locked in. That's pretty good. Oh yeah. yeah. I knew they wanted him badly too. They really liked him. You could tell oh, yeah. like, Tony <laughs> Khan was trying to sink his teeth in as far as that goes. Eddie Kingston Eddie is looking in great shape. He really is. I was just about to say, like, it's crazy how much of an asset he's been to AEW. He's like the dark horse of AEW. You would have never expected him to be as valuable as he is. And he's ridiculously like, valuable. For me, it was originally just the fact that it's like, hey, he might not be in the best shape, but nobody can out-talk him. But now he's gotten himself in a better shape, and he's putting the work in to be one of those guys where it's like they can't afford to lose him. And thank God they put him with Ortiz, who's down a partner because of that fallout they had. You know, As much as they love Santana and Ortiz, like this poor guy was left flailing. Yeah. And it worked out, too, because they, um, they had history uh, through Impact as well. So putting them together was definitely a really good decision. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So uh after Rampage went off the air, Eddie Kingston had an interesting request. Jody, get the f- get out of here. Hurry up. <laughs> you better run. Tony, I know I'm not MJF, but give me that match. Eddie. He's here one more night. Tomorrow night, right here in Newark, right here in that ring. 
fucking Tony. On the zero hour, the entire world can watch it. Free to the entire world, right there in that ring. Akiyama versus Eddie Kingston. You ever notice the Tony Khan, whenever he's on the mic, he sounds like a kid with asthma? Let's listen back to that. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He's here one more night. Tomorrow night, right here in Newark. Oh. Right here in that ring. On the zero hour, the entire world can watch it. Free to the entire world, right there in that ring. Akiyama versus Eddie Kingston. <laughs> That's not <laughs> hurt. Like, <laughs> this shit hurt me. Oh. Oh, Tony. Oh, my God. Oh, Stacey said that's the snow. Hey, allegedly. Oh. <laughs> and you guys that were here for the watch along this past Saturday, you already know how that went. We're going we're gonna to go over all the matches, but that is basically yeah. what was decided. Rampage did 445,000 viewers with a point fourteen in the 18 to 49 demographic. They're, they're really sinking. I'm not going to lie to you here. At this it's point, not a fun time there. it's not as low as last week's 432,000. It's not as high as the previous week's 455,000. But like we've seen over the past year, it kind of hovers, you know? <laughs> Damn, Fletch. <laughs> Fletch said, yo, he said, take it from someone who shoved a lot of it up his nose. There's no allegedly about it. Man skis the slopes <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> that was the best way ever. yo pat that's the one thing that punk did was he brought he elevated rampage for a fucking weekend and then it was just like pfft, oh, after that shit. and i was worried about that everyone was celebrating i was like this just doesn't seem right we're 68 episodes in it's still a baby <laughs> you know oh god Flesh, that's what made it so funny, though, is that you kept it PG. It's still made to get the point across. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, it's credible, right? You know? <laughs> it's some credible shit. <laughs> Uncut. <laughs> oh, I can stop myself. <laughs> so what is this here? Pat Mc McAfee wrestled the fucking steer? <laughs> what? Why? Is he upgrading from humans? All right. Have a look here. I don't know if that's an upgrade, just a higher risk. Oh shit! Who does that? For what? Why, people? He's just doing cowboy shit. And it's Pat McAfee, not Pat. It's good old Pat McAfee. You know what song he needs now, right? No, I, I couldn't tell you. Now you're a man! A man, <laughs> man! Good God. Why he, he doing like he knew exactly what the fuck he was doing, though? He could be killed. If they killed Pat, everyone would hate them. Oh, my God. 
And I love how they said this before game day. Like, this was the warm-up. Like, what? The steer's name is Pumpkin? Okay, I've seen it enough times. We get the, we get the general point. He is a mainly man. <laughs> Freaking pad, man, I swear. <laughs> oh, boy. So... A lot of overseas stuff. I want to get some of the overseas stuff out of the way. Apparently, Carl Anderson, he was on After the Bell, Corey Graves' After the Bell, and he uh, explained the situation because I know there's been a lot of speculation about what was going to happen. First, he was going to wrestle for New Japan, then he wasn't going to wrestle. And uh, I'm going to bring up here exactly what the details are. I'm going to send you guys the link on the bottom. As a unit uh, together. But, Carl, correct me if I'm mistaken, you currently still hold a title for New Japan. <laughs> I, I am the, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Never Open Weight Champion, and Big LG is my heater at all times. Okay. And that will okay. continue. And that will continue until we see otherwise. There, how, how does that work? How, how are, are you – do you have to go back or are you – I'm going to go back on my time. When okay. It, 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 so, so New Japan Pro Wrestling usually strips strips their champions when they can't make a show. And they they threw a leniency, a leniency in there because they announced a match for me when we hadn't told, totally agreed on what we we're gonna do. The dates are coming up, and some and this is well, this is probably. You would have never seen this under Vince's regime. Explain this. There's I'm no fucking way, man. Can you imagine? That? Oh no. Give it, little, give it, give, give it, relax. give it, a, give it a second, brother Graves. Not you, the people that are really getting. I've got the some, people. I've got some, <laughs> some slanderous tweets. <laughs> I can't wait to announce this date because these people are just really, really. I think Triple H is cool enough to let that happen, Pat. I could see him letting him have that belt on there. Yeah, he would value the crossover more than anything else. That's right. We're keeping it hostage in America. Damn it. There we go. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I want to get your thoughts as, as guys who have spent a, a significant amount of time in your careers in Japan. Uh, the announcement that was made last week that Nakamura is going to go to work for Noah with the Great Muda on the Great Muda's retirement tour. Like, how weird is that? And how weird is the timing of you guys coming back under the WWE umbrella as the same time that the world is sort of opening? You know, the you know who else is on the Great Muda's retirement tour? Who? Sting. Yeah, Sting's there. And Hello? did you hear who else is going to be there? Yeah, I have that. We're going to go into that. Don't worry. That's coming up. Oh, yeah. Hear the term forbidden door. That's going to be a fun one. WWE, that's, this is pretty unheard of. Do you guys have optimism? Do you think this is something that could be big going forward for the business? I think it's huge. And Carl can speak even further onto it. But, I mean, the fact that that's being allowed to take place is monumental and and in wrestling history, if you will, I think as longtime fans, we could probably most of us agree it's it's huge. No, it, it's it's like I, I saw Shinsuke at uh, NXT about oh a couple weeks ago, and and even he he pulls me aside and he goes, Chado, uh, big problem. You New Japan big heat because of uh, never title because <laughs> even Shin, even Shinsuke doesn't know. The doesn't understand. What's and going just for anybody yeah. listening, for, for the sake yeah. of anybody who may not be familiar, the the Japanese as a culture, do business very differently. And that right. includes the sports entertainment industry. And there, there are certain lines that you don't cross. And it's, it's very different 
than it is yes. here in the United States. And and the the brand that you work for, it, there's there's a loyalty goes very far, and there's a lot of separation over there as opposed to kind of a big business. So go continue. I'm sorry. No, but I, but I told Shin, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back. Enochiaism, right? Trying to figure out, work out the dates because you know WWE is man, you're live. What you're live every Monday. You're live. You know you got you got to go to Saudi Arabia. You got to do these. You know, Survivor Series is coming up, so you're trying to think of you know what days you can go, and it's you know with Japan, you, you got you got to, you're you're knocking out four days at least because you got sure. to travel the day before, two days before to get there the day before to work the day of because if you leave the day before, you're not going to make the show the next day. It's it's, it's just 13 yeah. hours ahead. It's, yeah. And then and then maybe you have to get on a six hour train when you get there, so people don't understand <sighs> like just to get to the show is a day and a half sometimes you know, before one of those, anything those, happens. Those, those <laughs> boats right. to Hokkaido. <laughs> right. that's, exactly. that's easy. Take me I north, mean, you need <laughs> you, need four, you need four or five days for this whole trip to happen. And then sometimes, you know, with the WWE schedule, it's not possible. But then Shinsuke told me, so before it was announced, Shinsuke goes, I'm going to wrestle, you know, Great Muda for his retirement. I said, I said wow. And it blew me away, too. Sure. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I mean, this to, to, to be able, because, you know, WWE hasn't really done stuff like this and this is this is pretty it's pretty, been a long time pretty cool and, and that's another thing in a while I think, yeah it has been a very very long time since they've done anything like that yeah seemingly ancient history we're all aging ourselves here but you look back at i believe it was wrestlemania 5 and you had tenru and koji right. against demolition and i'm getting a note that was wrestlemania 7 thank you alex for correcting there you go. damn they correct fast around that office <laughs> they always no time even Vince yeah. would say, "Hey, let's let's do a little business. Let's try to help everybody grow because uh, you know the old adage: a, a rising tide rises all ships. Sure. Uh, but for one reason or another, business usually it just never really worked out, on. particularly for any sort of tenure, no sort of of you know time. So all of this is when I read the news, I saw Shinsuke's tweet first that just said miracle, and yeah. or it's and I this went, is miracle. What is he talking about? <laughs> That's great. I, I, it, it's crazy to me." As a guy, I haven't spent nearly the time in Japan you guys have, but just as a, a fan, it seems almost hard to fathom. And, and now you guys are back on this side of the of the world under this umbrella. Is it exciting for you guys for the possibility of what could be? A hundred percent. I mean, these are yeah. I think that that it's it's cool too because you're 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 kind of cross pollinating audiences where WWE is so big and so broad, and we talk about demographics and the children and stuff like that, and then. These hardcore, serious wrestling fans like that are a big part of the internet community and all of that. There's like a cross-pollination with, with the casual fan to these serious hardcore fans too. So I think it's going to be really cool from a fan perspective as well because these are like, uh, if any of them are possible, they're true dream matches that you can't see in these, you know, the big number one company, which makes it, it it's, it's phenomenal to use Uncle Allen as an example. <laughs> Yeah, I think through the you know, I think through the years WWE always took uh, in this smart smarter fan uh, community they would take flack for not working with other people or not doing this or that. But but be, being in the WWE system, the, the amount of time that we had been and seeing the how busy the WWE is, I mean it's it's hard to find time to, to do this other stuff. Yeah, and I think it's a machine. And if you yeah, and if you want to be a hundred percent honest too, right? Like I think we even talked about this with New Japan. Like anything WWE does with other companies is going to help the other company. Correct. Yeah. So, and that's just, but that's just an obvious thing. Like what you hear? Catch full episodes of. Yeah, so he's kind of right about that. Yeah. No. So there's, no, there's no hurting with doing this. It's just helping the other side. I mean, even everything that Ring of Honor did for New Japan mainly helped New Japan. To be real, right. you know. <laughs> 
like the Bullet Club was a good act that the two the two organizations shared for a while, but once that shit fell apart, you saw, you know, wasn't very good. They just got lucky enough to be able to bounce back. Mm-hmm. But since that uh, since that podcast, there's actually been a development that the uh, the OC shared on Instagram. New Japan Pro Wrestling. The greatest never open weight champion of all time here, me, the machine gun Carl Anderson. Listen, you know what? Regarding the never open weight championship, talk to my booking agent. It is damn nice to be on a tour bus again that's private, not full of a bunch of marks. Yeah. But on behalf of Machine Gun Enterprises on behalf of Bullet Club, on behalf of, let's be honest, we're full-blown WWE guys now. On behalf of Monday Night Raw's OC, yeah. as promised, will be delivered. I'm sitting here looking at dates. I'm going to give it to you right now. Oh, is that is that a, a $15,000 biscuit? Put that in front of the camera again. Is that a... Oh, yeah, that's got the sweet man. That's a roll down. Little biscuit. Good signing bonus, I saw let me tell you something. December the 14th, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, along with his leader, the Big LG, we're coming to Japan. He will defend live and in person. You don't want to miss it. New Japan Pro Wrestling never opened. Thanks, Gallows. I guess I'm free. Most importantly, does the Unk approve? Mm. Yeah. I think it's uh, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah, about three weeks away. They even let AJ Styles be in it. <laughs> Triple H gives no fucks right now. Non Vince era. Yeah, you could kind of do whatever you want. It's weird, right? Oh, this is not hurting anybody. Let it go. <laughs> it's smart, man. That's smart business. That's what they've been missing for years. Very it's brilliant. lovely. And it's not screwing over the Japan audience. They still get what they want just at a later date. Yeah, and it's interesting that Nakamura's going to be at the Great Muda's uh, retirement match. You know, we already know that Sting was going to be there. Yeah. And then there's and this. Now we know... The capacity is going to be there. I don't sleep because my head's on fire. I hate you. から、スケボー片手に日本初上陸。破天荒なファイトスタイルで全米を沸かせる29歳のペイントレスラー。アリグレートムータースティングダービーアリ時代も国境も超える最初で最後の超豪華トリオ結成対戦チームは後日発表
So the teaming, what is it? His, his last match is going to be a six man? Yeah. We don't know uh, the three opponents yet, but it's him, Darby, and Sting versus three opponents. Well, one of them might be Nakamura. It could be. <laughs> You're going to have Darby Allen, Sting, Great Mood, and Nakamura all wrestling in the same match. Holy shit. That's the only person who's not confirmed is Nakamura. We know Nakamura is going to do something with Grey Muda, right? And if he's teaming, if Muda's teaming with Sting and Darby, then I would assume Nakamura is the opponent with two other guys. Maybe the, I can maybe, imagine would it be cool if it's the Good Brothers? Or, <laughs> or I can imagine being that or doing um kind of like they did for a uh, Liger, where it was what I think it was like multiple matches over the days. Oh, it was yeah, just like it could be. Varieties. One of the last one was a tag match. I'd love for it to all be the same thing. That like it'd be great if the stars aligned there. Because <laughs> then we get we get Noah, AEW, and WWE all in the same match. Jeff Jarrett, fuck off, man. I swear, I, to, God. I swear to God. I swear to God, man. Get your boy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen enough of slap. <laughs> Yo, that'd be our shitty luck. Oh, Pat, I swear to God, if that winds up being the thing, I will find you. All right. <laughs> see, can you, I can see it now. Like, you see the fucking black and white silhouette, and you hear Jeff Jarrett. You're like, oh, I'm all. <laughs> God almighty. I'd be pissed. <laughs> I want them to do it. I don't. I don't. I don't. And there was another historical milestone hit, and I'm pretty sure you know about this one. But there's now a crowned first ever women's IWGP world champion. And it's a face we are all too familiar with. Yeah, so that was the moment where she won. That is Kyrie saying winning the first ever IWGP Women's Championship. And uh, this was against Mayo Iwatani. You guys remember her, right? That's right. Yeah, how cool is that? Yeah, it's good to see that once again she finds first ever success. It paid off is what it did, you know? Yeah, she go, She went back home and she became a part of history. And if whatever is correct, she will be defending that title for the first time at Wrestle Kingdom 17 this year. Wow. That's a Wrestle Kingdom worth watching. Not that they, that they're uh, any, that are, that are not worth CO! Watching. Hey, what's going on, Dio? What's up, Bubba? But uh, they have this Wrestle Kingdom is going to be unreal this year. But yeah, it, I was happy to see this for her because I mean, the first May Young Classic winner, and now she's the first IWGP Women's Champion. Yeah, it's kind of sucked to lose her, but then it, it's really cool yeah. that she made a name for herself over in Japan. How are you doing, man? 
Hope you're doing good, man. Hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Ours is just beginning. We have like a loaded show. I don't know how we wound up. I was thinking I had like a casual Thanksgiving show in mind. We just talk a few things. I looked at like the sheets and it was like, yo, there's a loaded show. If we don't even count like the seven, uh, the seven events that we have to cover. <laughs> Which we covered one of at least. I believe that the rampage counts. So there you go. But yeah, Kyrie saying congratulations. That is fantastic, yep. man. Littlest dog in the fight, as JR put it, hits another one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Survivor Series, guys. For anyone new here, we do watch-alongs. We're going to hang out in this chat room, and we're going to watch some Survivor Series. So jump in for that. We're here starting from the kickoff, usually. But, yeah, really, really glad as far as that goes. You know? Yeah, it's good to see her still at it. Mm-hmm. And the crossovers to Japan don't end there. Because you weren't kidding about this being a Wrestle Kingdom that you're probably going to have to watch live. Man, this card is going to be the shit. Shinihono <laughs> <laughs> そしてその次は誰だった<笑> よく言われるんだけど、それは本当ですか？本当のパンデミックはお前だと思う。お前と他のグルグルトランスレートの外人選手。みんなはただケニオメガのモノマネしようとしてる。だからお驚くことに。新日本から電話かかってきた。正直と言うと、あんまり興味ないです。でも、もう一回、ファンのために、プロレスのために、ウェロスプレとケニオメガの違い。I will save your promotion. I will, once again, change the world. I haven't forgotten what you've done, and I'm coming for you. Wrestle Kingdom will. I'll be there. Until then, <laughs> I must bid you adieu. Goodbye. And good night. Bang! Omega's coming home. That's dope. New Japan. New Japan Wrestle Kingdom is looking. Japan's looking good overall with everything happening there. You know, you got the you got the OC showing up there. 
You have uh, Great Muda's last match with Sting and Darby now, and Nakamura's going to be over there. Kenny Omega going up against Will Ospreay. There's a lot of fucking cool stuff. Not that right. Japan was ever lacking, but yeah, I'm totally This for that. is one of the most stacked Wrestle Kingdoms I've seen. I've seen little bits of the card. It's what it, it's going to be the probably the event of the year. And we'll do a watch along, of course, for Wrestle Kingdom if we're up at three in the morning. We didn't, believe it or not, in this chat room, we have done three in the morning watch alongs of New Japan Pro Wrestling <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. It's been a minute, but we've done it. And, uh, and New Year Dash and all that shit. We were like zombies watching all of the freaking G- <laughs> G1 in the middle of the night. <laughs> it was. Uh, sun's up. We're still watching. Yeah, so. Uh, wow, that's, uh, that's cool, right? What a Thanksgiving treat. That's amazing. And then Will Ospreay tweets at him, man. Man said, I've come to save the company. Bro, save your own. I'm back for the keys to the castle. Will. Oh, this is going to be nuts. Ouch. Look, (laughs) AEW has its problems. That's it. I don't really have have like a follow-up to say AEW has its problems. Oh boy. <laughs> uh in other news, there was a new trailer that dropped for the AEW uh game for anyone that hasn't yep. seen it. Fight forever. Yeah, so let's get that up on the screen. Bear with me, I have to scroll through our gigantic freaking set of stuff. Y'all think it's a game, it's just nuts. Remember the feeling when you could just pick up and play a video game? That feeling is back. Are you ready to reignite the magic? AEW, fight forever. Has deep career modes. You can create your own wrestler, like me, and use all of my signature moves. Battle it out in some of my favorite matches, like Lights Out. Falls count anywhere. And don't forget about the weapons. All the weapons. Now, it's time for you to create your unforgettable moments. AEW Fight Forever, coming soon. Pretty cool. Yeah, and of course, as a, a lot of people who've been reporting on this one have said, one of the most notable things is that we got a look at Lights Out. Oh, yeah. Like, it looks like, from what it's looking like from some of the screenshots, you can bleed just about anywhere. There's going to be barbed wire bats. Darby's skateboard's going to be available weapon. Uh, there'll be throwable weapons, and there will be thumbtacks. They put out a John Moxley spotlight also. Yeah, it's Ukes because they abandoned WWE. 
they couldn't take right. their they couldn't take their shit anymore. And they, I love how I've seen little marks all over the internet trying to pick apart the trailer. Like, oh, it looks like shit. And I'm like, that's because you did the best you could to pick up the blurriest shot you could possibly find and not an actual screenshot. Like, shut up. I'd have, <laughs> I'd have to uh, see it in action to be able to judge a wrestling game like that, you know? Yeah. Did, nothing about it offended me. Yeah, it looks like it runs smooth. Like, and they they knew they said from the get go this thing wasn't gonna look like two K ultra real freaking listic like yeah for the and look they're going for it looks like it runs pretty good and they rub CM Punk off of the cover and this is your new cover which look at that cover much, look, look, look look at that drama free cover pretty much just an enhanced version of what we have here but yeah that is a. I don't even remember what it looked like with CM Punk. I wasn't paying attention, but I believe there were less people. That's actually the funny thing about it. Was there really? I guess <laughs> they had there was maybe six people when it was Punk on the cover. So what are they saying that the average six AEW stars equals one CM Punk? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know right? <laughs> they were just like, we're gonna put as many drama-free guys on this cover as we can. We'll just, we don't have the best food, so we'll just put a lot of it out. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best mentality to have. Hopefully that's not what they were going for. We're gonna hear some story later on. Punk didn't want as many people taking up his spotlight. Oh, no man. punk, more people. <laughs> we don't want them to squeeze in. <laughs> anyway, all right, we gotta cover some wrestling, man. We have to cover some actual wrestling on this damn yeah. channel. Uh, we still want to get to our. Uh, Good lord, the fucking amount of stuff that there. We still want to get to to the uh, freaking AEW stuff, which we're going to go with zero hour. If you guys didn't watch zero hour, that is their first hour. And it's not just freaking uh, Justin Roberts and all these fucking guys talking or anything like that. No, or they, or they literally Roberts start fighting any, from the just, second zero hour starts. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm going to cover some of the matches on this. There were three matches here. Let's give me a minute to fast forward all of the chuffa and get this up on the screen. So the first match that we had, which I don't know why the fuck this was on the kickoff, but this was the uh, 10-man tag match. The best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, along with Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy and Rocky Romero against the Factories, Aaron Solo, Cole Carter, Lee Johnson, Nick Comoroto, and QT Marshall. And uh, a lot of bodies. Yeah, what were your thoughts on this? So I wasn't sure why, but I kind of realized near the end the fact that Danhausen wasn't out when the match started. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like when I saw what they did. I guess it kind of made sense a little. Well, living a little bit of sense. But yeah, everybody in this match moved moved well. Obviously, I kind of see what Pat's saying. I do kind of need Chuck to cut his hair because that mop top is killing me. But um. <laughs> I do like, though, that they took time to acknowledge um, Rocky and Trent's connection in Rapungi Vice. And then the fact that it's like now it's team with the best friends and they, you know, they're all chaos. So three different teams all mixed up in that little bunch. Yeah, they're all stable warfare. Stable. <laughs> thank, thank you for the follow, Antonio Bros. Welcome to thank talk. You much. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call the stable warfare. Wow, are we allowed to? Can we use that as the name? Can we? Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> all right. 
Hold on. Yeah, that Stable one's too good. Stable warfare. That's awesome. I like it. There we go. Oh god. I guess not. If For those of you who ever wonder how we come up with the episode titles, that's how. Yeah, that's literally how it's done. <laughs> You know, but yeah, overall good match. Not not really anything bad here. This is a really fucking long. I'm gonna jump a little bit ahead because we have like yeah. again we have like six shows we want to talk about. There's a lot of stuff to happen. Take my word for the fact that you like a lot of it. I'll stop at a really good double team sequence towards the end here that'll sort of segue into the finish. Like right around here, I thought that this whole little sequence that they did was pretty cool. Corkscrew kick there. Got his hands up and is still rocking. Aaron Solo now charging into Chuck Taylor. Eats the knee. The half and half by Barrow. Soul food from Chuck Taylor. Solo goes for a ride. Oh, man. Camarado takes down both Chuck Taylor and Trent Barretta, but Rocky Romero, the king of sneaky style. King of sneaky style. Love it. Fucking Taz, man. Nice blue thunder bomb there. Running punt kick. PK the shit out of him. Orange is actually good when he tries. Jesus, he almost could have broke his own fucking neck with the way he sold that DDT, right? Like a slinky. Yeah. That that's where I that's where I feel like Orange Cassidy's gimmick works so well. His wrestling skill is the complete opposite of the gimmick. That's true. These guys and their jokes, it's a little too much. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> like, did he mean to do that? I think that was the great. I think that was the. <laughs> I've just like, never seen that before. Like, <laughs> like when we first watched that, I thought he was going for a faint and just. And I was like, wait, but let's, he, let's he hear, just kept going. Let's hear what they say, commenter. Tav didn't give him any fucking credit. That was a screw up. He could have went. I mean, making a move. Isn't that how the, the claymore was discovered? Drew fell yeah. on his ass when he was going for a big boot. Remember for like the first couple of months, I called it the tight pants kick. Because that's literally what it was. His pants were too tight. And then we get this evil housing shit that happens. Right, let me jump a little bit so ahead so we get this, the evil housing. It's funny because when this happened, see, this was the Dan Housen I saw near the end of ROH. I don't know if I'm sold on this. Like, what the fuck? What does the jar of teeth mean? Remember, this was uh, this was one of Dan Housen's uh, trademark spots. He used uh, <laughs> it was it was a rendition of the old uh, attack in the mouth spot. It was his little spin on it. But this is like the extra evil Dan Housen. Yeah. This is where the e this is where the very evil comes in. Gotcha. They put more sauce in this Danhausen. Yeah. 
So why doesn't he just stay that Danhausen? Is there a cooldown? I think it's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type thing, I guess. I'm not sure. Like, let's just simplify this and let's just keep this Danhausen. The end. Right, ladies. Let me have this one. Just stay Danhausen. Stay the evil Danhausen. Everyone should just stay their best selves. How about that? You know? Like, enough of this transforming shit. Goes into the top turnbuckle pad. And there's the orange punch. That was I love because of line from this spot. I hope they're not used teeth. <laughs> yeah, that was Dan House's old ROA spot. <laughs> I saw him do that with matches with PCO all the time. Yeah, you hung around for the for the rough RH. <laughs> PCO. Hey man, I went down with the ship, all right. Yeah, this whole thing's very gimmicky, huh? He's not done housing. Look at that. Everybody has foreign objects in this pay-per-view. That's going to be an ongoing thing. Foreign object your ass off. It's like final fight. Actually, you know what? It just, it just kind of hit me where this where this uh, this whole thing makes sense with Dan Housen. It's kind of like the whole when uh, when Orange Cassidy first came to AEW, how he was just kind of lackadaisical, lackadaisical, but then Jericho made him try. This is what happens when you piss off Dan Housen. Well, he needs to stay pissed he's friendly. Off, he, he's friendly till you give him a reason not to be. He needs to stay pissed off, though. <laughs> I don't know. Just, just keep pissing him off. Everybody keep hiding his pudding. Takesha, congratulations on your match last night, getting that win out there. How did it feel? Yeah, I was looking forward to fight uh, to Eddie Ortiz with Akiyama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and also happy to uh, come back to America and AEW. And that being said, a huge congratulations! You are now yes, very, very much, very happy. Now let's get on to uh, good for him. Yeah, I'm like ecstatic. That brings us to AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament semifinal match. Brian Cage with Prince Nana against Ricky Starks. What were your thoughts here? First of all, loving that they're uh, letting Cage be as good as Cage could possibly be. But I mean, I was, as much as I've been, been a fan of Cage for a long time, Starks needed to win this match a lot more. Mm -hmm. it's like he'd just been on, he, he's been on a tear, but it's good to see. I think it's like we even said maybe last week. It's good to see Cage getting to be as as good as he actually is because he's a hell of a talent when you let the guy go. Yeah, but like we were talking about earlier in this very show, Starks is getting a push because he just won his Rampage match uh, a couple of nights before. Yep, he was on the path. And it foreshadowed the match with Brian Cage, which he goes over here too, spoiler alert. I'm going to jump to the ending sequence because, yeah, again, they, no one has a short match in AEW. There's no such thing. There's like about 12 false finishes. We'll be here all night. <laughs> Some of you may enjoy that, but not not I. But what was dope about this finish, though, is it put over Ricky Starks in a way we didn't realize he needed to be put over in. And the fact that he hit Rochambeau on Cage's big ass. Yeah, very good looking Roshan. But remind me for KJ Small. Okay, <laughs> I think what was the exact line you said? He had like that oh shit moment in the fish. 
Yeah, it reminded me of Farouk's Dominator. Not the shitty Bobby Lashley one, but the Farouk one. That's sort of what Rochambeau looks like. Yeah, it's basically Starks' rendition on Dominator. Yeah, at all. He, that's how he earns his title shot, right? Well, no, he had uh, one more match uh, okay. at the Dynamite after this. Okay. Yeah, this was the semifinal. So. Gotcha. Okay, and then that brings us to the third Main match. Main event two. Well, not really. The third match of the of the uh, zero hour, which is yeah. Eddie Kingston with Ortiz against June Akiyama. The match that we saw earlier that after Rampage went off the air, Kingston demanded from Tony Khan. Khan! Yeah, this match. Yeah, this match was absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they kicked the shit out of each other in this match. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I mean, this is what he wanted, right? That hard, strong yeah. style shit. Where they were just really not. Like I, I, like I thought during the watching along, like, Ashley was thinking, like, there should be more, like, storytelling during the match of, like, the respect he has. The fact that he didn't shows the respect. Because, no, for nothing, this is a New Japan guy. You ain't got time for handshakes and acknowledgements or respect because this man is out here to kill you. He told the story in the promo before this. Yeah, he told they, they they tell this all the story they need in the promo, and then when the bell rings, yeah, it's time to go to work. It. Like this is the guy Eddie Kingston looks up to. That means that's a guy that Eddie Kingston has enough common sense to know I can't show vulnerability for even a second. This was a very good paced match. As the time went on, it obviously ramped up a lot more when it came to the violence. But this was, it was cool to see that Eddie got a match that he really wanted that meant a lot to him just from an emotional point. It wasn't even about the win and the loss. It was just the fact that, like, I mean, obviously you want to win, but it's a guy who he's basically one of the reasons you're at the point you are in your career. Mm -hmm. And then you get that you get that chance to be able to get into the ring with him because, like I said, a lot of people don't get that opportunity. Yeah, I didn't even know that he had heroes from from uh, Japan. You would think now, but it's kind of interesting to see. And then you see his style; it kind of makes a little bit more sense because he does have that strong, stiff style to him. Remember, I want to point out we just had Ethan Patient out here as recently we saw that that ego's. Such weird signs in the crowd. I'm trying to ignore. <laughs> you can tell everybody in the crowd watches Boxer Mania. Get mine, Matthew. No, no. Let's go back a little. That was a cool spot. Akiyama, he's staggered, but wait, exploder! There it is. But yeah, oh, 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 he's got his own exploder here. Kingston with a stalling exploder. Akiyama to his feet, the knee strike, and both men down with fatigue. Go a little ahead to right around here. In an interview with Tokyo Sports Magazine, that he is motivated by facing younger professional wrestlers to prove to himself that he still got it, even after 30 years. 
Heading for the brakes on that. Oh, the DDT. Akiyama spiked on the crown of his head. Tough landing there for Akiyama. And he's trying to pull some. The crowd was extremely invested in this, too. Eddie Kingston up to his feet. A well-placed, well-timed DDT. Has Akiyama where he wants him. The Hurricane, the backfist. Akiyama might get him. Six to the canvas. The cover. No, Akiyama kicks out. Look at, look at Eddie staring. Akiyama that time. And Akiyama staring right back. He <laughs> just got mad. <laughs> Akiyama up to his feet. To do it again. Kicks all the block. And now Exploder's coming. Exploder. Center of the ring. A lot of exploders in this match, too. Yeah, really. The they threw each other all over the place. Damn. Oh, <laughs> he tried to cave his chest in. Ready to end this guy. Don't even. The guys in Japan don't age nowhere near as fast. The motherfuckers still hit hard decades in. Oh, oh. shit right there. Instantly, he got absolutely trucked by Kingston. Transitions the Northern Lights bomb. Kingston covers two and no Akiyama. Another false finish. It's like. And the fans here in Newark. Look at this. Like, may as well have been on the pay per view. Right, they wrestled like they was on the pay per view. This so was a spinning back fist that did it. Yep, second one. That is pretty cool. Well, happy for Eddie right but that was awesome. And that was tough. But from an emotional standpoint, you can see Eddie is definitely affecting him. Yeah, Eddie Kingston, he has been in world championship matches before. Yeah, you could see he's moved by that. Yeah, like you could tell that was just to know that he he got that off his bucket list like that meant every that was more than any world championship any pay-per-view main event anything yeah he's about to ugly cry oh <laughs> he's about the lifetime movie cry like Yeah, pretty cool. You you work your whole career from moments like that. Good for him. Oh, yeah. fantastic. It's cool to see how far Eddie's come from being in a little group with James Norman Impact to now. I wish that before Eddie King's the guy wears his heart on his sleeve. So it's like cool to see moments like that for him. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, that brings us pretty much right into AEW full gear, which in case we didn't mention during the kickoff comes to us from Newark, New Jersey. I'm sure we did mention it's the Prudential Center. 
They're still hanging out in the same area they were around Rampage. Yeah. First match, Steel Cage match Luchasaurus with Christian Cage against Jack Perry. And uh, yeah, well, what do you think here? Oh, brutal, brutal blow off to this feud. <laughs> Bro, blow off I to like a feud that blow off to a feud that it had nothing to do with because it was supposed to be Jack Perry against uh, Christian Cage. Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, Christian's hurt, so we had to. Like, this, this, this was like a detour in the feud. We're getting a blow off to a feud that no one ever blew on. <laughs> That's a way to put it. <laughs> You know? What I do like right away though is the fact that like when they announced him, they treated the Jungle Boy thing as if it was a nickname, not just a person. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's still Jack Perry. It's just a nickname being Jungle Boy. Well, that's because Jungle Boy's quoted from comicbook.com saying I initially went with the whole Jungle Boy thing as a way to not be myself or more or, or more what I guess people thought I was. It was my way of really getting people to just watch my wrestling. Which was really important to me. I wanted people to just watch me do what I did in the ring. I didn't want to have to talk or have a character that other people were trying to push on me. It was like, I'm Jungle Boy. I don't talk. I don't do anything. You just got to watch what's in the ring. A lot of that was to avoid my personal life in a way. Christian goes and just blows all that out of the water and is going nuts every week saying all this stuff. At that point, it's kind of like, what am I waiting for now? This seems like a good time to go for it. So that's his whole uh, reasoning. In regards to uh, why he's kind of just going more by Jack Perry now. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, the feud helped him almost kind of grow out of it, in a sense. Yeah, this was brutal. Like, this had a lot of nasty yeah. shit to it. <laughs> Like, he sat up like Undertaker. Jungle Taker. Jungle Taker. <laughs> Taker <Look> boy. <laughs> even hits a variation of a pile driver there. May not be a tombstone, but there's a tombstone. Wrong guy hits it. Crazy though is that he hit the tombstone and then sprung him back up into the face buster. So, interesting thing I heard maybe a day or two after the event, not only with uh, the elbow drop off the top of the cage, but his tights are also an ode to Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, that definitely helped. They're hugging his mom, his sister. What a, what a hell of a star they got in that kid. Yeah, really. And he's another one of the guys like him, Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen. Like they're, it's like AEW almost has more than four pillars because there's a lot of guys. They've become synonymous with that company just because they've been there since the very start. Yeah, and he's someone worth pushing. You know, like he has a good oh, yeah. look. I just don't like the jungle part of it. If that makes yeah. any sense. He kind of want to get to know Jack instead of just Jungle Boy. Yeah, that's pretty much where I was. Definitely feels like we're getting a little bit more Jack, though, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, after this, it's time for the AEW World Trios title best of seven series one. Am I correct about this? Well, actually, at the time, we didn't know it was going to turn to a best of seven. Yeah, so this, this counts. This was just the, basically the rematch for the Elite. Yeah, this is the rematch, but this counts as the first of the seven, right? Which is what it's going to become. Yeah, because after this, yeah, because after this match was over with what happened, Tony Khan announced that they were going to fight in a best of seven after this. So this was basically match one without us even knowing it. This was awesome. 
AEW World Trios, Death Triangle, Pac Pentel, Seto Miata, Ray Phoenix against the Elise, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson being accompanied by, of course, the Cutler and Nakazawa at ringside doing nothing since they're baby faces in this match, so they're not going to really do any outside interference. You know? And this was the chaos and glory we all thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, this match should remind everyone that they watch AEW because of these guys, not because of CM Punk. They watch because of exactly. the elite. You know, these are the kind and of matches that we're looking forward to. This match is yet yeah, another thing where like AEW, anti-AEW marks just seem to aggravate because they're just like, we have to watch this again? And I'm like, motherfucker, you should be glad you should have to watch this again. Yeah, and they're fuck CM I'll watch Punk this every. I'll watch this every week all year if I have to. Yeah, there's fuck CM Punk chants throughout the arena at the beginning of this match. Um, yeah, so I guess they're kind of over the whole CM Punk thing. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing, Punk took the elite away from them in a sense. So it's like it would be understandable that they are they're hot with him. Like we haven't gotten to enjoy these three because of your drama. Yeah, because of all of the heat that you had. You know all of the stuff that you caused. So I I can I see yeah. it from that perspective as well. Like they didn't I he didn't really again he made that one rampage go over a million that time and that was like pretty much it. Like sure he did something for their numbers and everything and their shirts and but at the but not the enough same, to warrant that kind of ego. Not that level of drama, which we don't really know who's at fault. There's two sides to every story, but it just seems like he doesn't get along with many people. You know, but I can tell you right now though the elite got back in it like they ain't never been gone. Yeah, you could tell they're not. They're actually, <laughs> they were worried, you know. They went through a lot of shit being away from this, you know. So it's kind of funny that they are. Uh, I know, I know. Matt was worried about his performance, or Nick. One of them was worried about being still being able to perform, and like that whole situation, fuck with their heads, you know. It's amazing so wait, to be hold. that good mm-hmm. and be worried that you're not going to be that good anymore. So this hammer shit comes into play again. Yeah. This is what you were hoping for. He hesitates the first time. Yeah. But I love the position Pac put him in. Penta has a sling blade party. Now see, this was smart. He put pay, he put Phoenix in a position where he didn't have an option anymore. He had to use it. It's just like, dude, either you're gonna hit him with the hammer, or you're getting one wing angel, and we're losing these titles. Make your pick. And see, it was kind of. It, I love that interaction because instead of it being like, I didn't want to use the hammer, he said, like, see, I mean, no, for nothing, you were kind of right. Like, <laughs> it worked out. I told you to use the hammer. <laughs> With your gag all show long after that shit. <laughs> I, I was just happy because I thought that shit was going to go nowhere to them splitting up and the hammer actually worked out. Yeah. You know? It was it was smart and I like that they, it wasn't just he just handed them the hammer and then just poof, he used it. Like no, he tried it once and then saw that opportunity and it's like okay, give him the hammer again because Pac had enough common sense to know he's going for that one-winged angel. He's tried everything else. If I put the hammer in his hand, the second Phoenix realizes that he's not going to have an option anymore. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So, let me share this with you. Phoenix, Phoenix, 
Joe's Phoenix, man. What's, what's happened to this place? It's like I don't even recognize AEW anymore. Sometimes I don't even know what to come back to. This is the thing that we built and it's become this. Even something like Phoenix regards to cheating. I thought I had more pride than that. I thought I had more respect than that. Well, I, I don't know what's next, but <coughs> any justice in this company, in this world. If you have any self-respect, whoever's in charge, it's not us. You gotta make this right. You gotta make this right. At this point, I'm not sure if, uh, if we should just let it go or if we should carry on. Carry on my way. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That was what we were gonna do. It. Carry on my way. No, 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 no. Next time we do an entrance, we can get into it. But right now we're pissed off. Get out of here. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, there's another good thing about it. Be the elite's back. We're finally back home here, Ontario, California. We're officially back. We're officially back. We, however, have been technically back backstage for a few weeks. For a few yeah. weeks, but now like. We've been on screen, we've wrestled, we've done it, and we're back. Now, being the elite is back, and everything's yeah, coming back you, to the reality. You know Yo, we're both wearing Jordan shirts. How crazy is that? Look at that. Yo, that's some next level shit. Like we, we were around. <laughs> Are you guys twins? You want to do karate in the garage? Am I a buck? <laughs> Am I a buck? Is that what's happening here? That's amazing. Anyway. Anyway. Now, like, we've been on screen, we've wrestled, we've done it, and we're back. Now, being the elite is back, and Everything's yeah, back you, to reality. You know what? It didn't feel like we were officially back though until last night. Yeah. Like we we were around for four weeks, but it didn't feel like it. There was something missing, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I think that something missing was us performing live. So uh, we did that. We scratched that itch, and we're Man, back. I got. I had. Been... Go ahead. I was just gonna I, say. I was just gonna say I've had uh, anxiety thinking. Of I was it, gonna say the same thing. Been anxious. anxious. I uh, didn't know if I could still perform at a high level. I was uh, actually waking up in cold sweats. I hadn't been sleeping. I've been, it, this is, it, people don't, they they don't understand because we haven't been able to really talk about it, but this has been. It's been stressful. Two of the hardest months of my life. I know you too, and my family, and we here we are, we got through it. Yep. You just never know what's going to happen until you do it. And just to hear the support last night and just to hear how happy and to see how happy a lot of people were to see us. That really meant the world to us and, and Kenny. And yep. um, it felt good. And you know, we're going through the healing process right now. But uh, I think last night was a big step for us to, to get to get there. And I feel good. And we got to come out to a, a song that we grew up listening to with our dad. A badass song too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys almost didn't get a song that we almost didn't get. Yeah. A song that we used to come out in the backyard. You know, but yeah, a song that we literally we didn't get until the eleventh hour. That was stressful. Getting that it was it was the night before we finally knew. Um, so it was just collectively a really crazy, crazy time. And we, now it's at the end. I almost could, you know, sigh uh, relief at this point. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, and we're home for 36 hours until we've got a different road. Right back and, at it. And then when we land on the next one, it's Thanksgiving yeah. Day. So we might miss Thanksgiving with our family and friends. <laughs> but so. that'll be on next yeah. week's BTE yeah. because yeah. BTE is back. BTE is back. back. Hey, why don't you rewind to uh, the last few days? Right. Is that a good rewind sound? <laughs> Thanks for sticking through it, guys. Yeah. We love hey. you. Yo, we're mother effing back. Read them and we this fly keeps trying to get me. Yeah, was that a diet? Is it a diet coke? No, it was a fly. Oh. <laughs>Kenny Omega's quoted as saying, there are things no one can talk about, so I'd encourage people to let it go. It doesn't change that we want a team effort in AEW. I don't even mean implicitly, implicitly myself and my opponent. It also means the referee, the fans, the people who set up the ring, everyone. Even a technical error can ruin the memory of a match. I can refer back to the WWE exploding barbed wire death match. So I encourage people to move away from it because there is no information to be released. Though I cannot talk about it. I do want the fans to know I I still want the best for pro wrestling. So... That is where he stands with the, uh, I guess, in regards to all of the drama. Yeah. Well, yeah, you see what I mean? Like, we don't know. You see what I mean, though? Like, they had major issues. You know, like that really. Like, that messed with them a lot. You know, just food for thought. Anyway. Next matchup we have is a. Jade Cargill, Jade Cargill versus Kiera Hogan and Vicky Guerrero with the Eddie Guerrero tribute. I believe it was the anniversary of, of his. Uh, was it his? Uh, I don't know if it, it was, was his passing. Was it his passing? I I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was his birthday or his passing, but yeah, they came out and they did the Eddie tribute here, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and yes, that is a Rhea Ripley shirt, but it worked out in this case. <laughs> Jade with the Thundercats tribute. I love how this is her running bit every pay-per-view. She's Jatara from the Thundercats. And this is also where the quarterly pay-per-view schedule works because it's going to be a while before she runs out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she has this. She's going to run through what? You think she's going to run through every pop culture icon that there is? I could imagine her giving it a shot. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There, there's. I mean, there's enough of them that were especially because she's like, you know, too. She's picking ones that are tall specifically, and mm. there's. I think there's enough of them out there where she she could get some mileage out of that for a while. Yeah, Jade's definitely gotten better. She has improved so drastically from the girl we saw team with Shaq. Yeah, for sure. I wonder how many people remember that was her debut attack match with Shaq. <laughs> And now this girl's been running through everybody. Yeah, I haven't forgotten about the Shaq thing. That was like an iconic part of her stuff. Right. Especially because Shaq was actually pretty decent in the ring, too, right? But no, yeah, this girl, absolutely incredible. It's cool to think, like, she's still the first. Every now and then I forget about that because, like, she's been kicking everybody's asses for so long. 
Yeah, it's been pretty wild. But yeah, yeah. she retained. I don't know what made you think. I was like, they, they would have really fucked this up if they would have done otherwise. You know, because I was thinking of my usual, you know, because that, that, that would have been something like WWE would have done. It would have been like, oh, she took a different approach and she gets the win. And they're just like, nope, no, she ain't done kicking ass yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up is the Ring of Honor World Title Fatal Four Way match. Chris Jericho defending against Brian Danielson, against Claudio Castanoli, and against Sammy Guevara. And yeah, this turned into exactly what we thought it was going to turn into with the two of them turning on each other, the turncoats being uh, Guevara, really. Yeah, it took a little while, but it was always kind of just hanging in the air. Yeah. Which definitely a uh, shout out to the Guevara, not only, of course, with the animated Dragon Ball Titantron, but also came out as King Piccolo. Like he had like yeah. a King Piccolo cape, I believe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I was I didn't catch that. I, I saw he was with a cape. I was wondering what the hell he was doing. I knew it looked familiar, but I couldn't quite place my um, my thumb on what it was. And then I realized after a little while, like, no, that's King Piccolo. Unbelievable. The yeah, overall good match. Jericho being able to keep up with these guys. You know, like I said, Jericho can wrestle so many different styles. Of course, you have the, one of the best in the world, Brian Danielson, in here. I like that. Uh double line salty caught them both with nice gut wrench over here by cesaro i love the springboard into the springboard corkscrew elbow into the freaking code breaker and then this is where the dissension between the two of them starts hey what the fuck are you doing and now he's mad too so much for uh less sex gods or whatever the fuck they were <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, yeah this was awesome here. and when you think about it it was in a way i love the four way different that too, styles by the way. Because you had like the high flyer in Guevara, the powerhouse in Claudio, the technician in uh, Danielson. And you kind of have whatever the fourth one would need to be to have a perfect puzzle in this one in Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, this this was wild. Like, And what I liked about this match was that at, it got to a point where you just didn't know who was going to win at any point because there were so many well placed false finishes, not just regular ones, but there were points where, like, every at one point it looked like everybody was going to win. I feel like this and the trios match are tied for match of the night. Oh, yeah. They, they were the two where it looked like at any point this could go anyway. And it just kept ramping up, it kept ramping up, and the crowd stuck with it the entire time. They, they wore this crowd out. I yeah, love sure the finish, did. though, specifically because he caught him with uh, that running, jumping Judas effect. And instead of just being like, okay, I'm just going to go for the pin, he had the wherewithal to know, I didn't get all of it. I need to hit him again. Mm-hmm. Like He made sure he got a clean one in before going for the pin. Very cool. Gets away with murder again. And that right. brings us to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Soraya's comeback match. What I love so much about the intro is when Soraya first hit the ramp, you could tell that was the moment it became real. Yeah, and now here she Because she was trying not to cry her whole entrance. Yeah, she admitted in the post-match and the the media scrum that she was a bit rusty and that Britt carried her a lot of the way. But, I mean, you know, you're going to be rusty when you're gone for freaking years. I've seen people try to shit on the match, and it's like, the girl hasn't wrestled in five years. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, what did they want? Like, good Lord. She's not wrestling five stars after five years away. Like, she she did perfectly fine to have not been in the ring as long as she hasn't been. She'll pick it back up again. 
Yeah, sure. sometimes you got you got you got to shake the rust off a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Overall, this really this cool. was so fun. I like that electric chair drop into the apron there that she does. Cross body from the apron to the outside. Boots in the corner. Vintage freaking Soraya, as Cole would say. Page Turner now, now called the, the Page Turner now called the Nightcap. Mm-hmm. They still don't have a name for the Rampage yet because she hits that two times and it's unnamed. So interestingly enough, I heard, I think it was Tony say something when he hit it the first time. He said, Good night, Britt Baker. I'm wondering if that might be a hint at the the new name for that movie. The good night. Oh, I didn't catch what you said. It might be like I could almost see it be something like good night, and then you just insert whoever she has to move with. And nightcap because she's Saraya Knight. Yeah. Nightcap and good night. That works. Yeah, it would. In the good night, I almost could see work a little bit better, just because then it could be. Is this it here? Yeah, I think she is. No, it's not in there, but I know he did say it. Yeah, yeah, he said it. So I could, even, and that would actually be kind of cool because then you can see it could be Good Night Britt Baker, Good Night Tony Storm, just whoever she hits the move with. So it could just be a nice call to go back to. Hmm. Definitely, she looked good though to me. AWT title three way match: Wardlow defending against Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs. Big old hoss fight. <laughs> yeah, the anger is real here. Somewhere out there, Vince McMahon was salivating because there was beef everywhere. Whoever thought that you would see Samoa Joe in the position that he's in right now in a wrestling company, right? I mean, hell, he's gone longer without injury than I see him ever went in WWE, so I ain't complaining. Yeah, I, we thought it was going to be Hobbs for this. Look at that. Wardlow has such freaking height. It's amazing. <laughs> Why is he so athletic at that size? The hell's this guy doing soaring he, through the air like he that? He reminds me of Joe when he was in when he was in his early days in the TNA because Joe used to be able to do crazy shit, but he's had to obviously slow it down just with more experience and old injuries creeping up. But now oh, this that like Wardlow is incredible with some of the athletic stuff he can do. Yeah, he looks really good. Like I said, this is a future star here if they play it correctly. Yeah, both him and Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs is looking solid, man. I'd, I'd want to do more with Hobbs. Yeah, he's you know? the one I think with the most mileage left in him. Like we've seen, we've seen how credible Wardlow can be. Joe, that's that's old news when it comes to how good Joe is. But Hobbs is the only one that kind of there's still something there. Well, that's the finish there. He winds up taking out freaking Wardlow with the belt, and yeah. then Coquina clutch on Hobbs. I think uh, Wardlow had hit three of the four uh, powerbomb symphonies. And that's it. Now we have a double champion here. Yeah. And think about it. In the wrestling world now, we have two Joes that are both double champions. Mm-hmm. There you go. Except that one's Roman. That doesn't count. Yeah. Well, this one, this one's a work. This one's a work and shoot Joe. The other one's just shoot Joe. <laughs> that brings us to a no disqualification tag team match. I already went too far. Jay Lito and Jeff Jarrett with Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt against Darby Allen and Sting. <laughs> Don't you steal the Tony Thunder. Awesome. <laughs> oh. 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 Here comes Darby. There he is. 
And they're staying in sweat clothes. At that age, where it's like, motherfucker, y'all better be glad I'm here. Yeah, that's what he must be thinking. <laughs> that's what it's got to be like, yo, y'all should just be glad I'm still doing this. Yeah, like, okay, I don't want to hear no complaints. Yeah, that's literally what he's saying. He's like, you're lucky that I had anything to do with this. Motherfucker, I'm 60. I don't got to do this anymore. I still want to, though. <laughs> that's crazy. He had to catch him. He could have just let him die if he wanted that to be his coffin drop. You know? Right. <laughs> imagine if that was, you know, like imagine if he did that to Joe instead. Joe would have just walked in the opposite direction. Oh my God, dude, don't do that. <laughs> All you heard was a thud. That would have been the end of Darby right there. You just walked away. Thud. <laughs> been a handicap match for the rest of the time. This guy still hits him with that nasty helicopter crucifix bomb on the freaking uh, crucifix power bomb on the ramp. Just hurls poor Darby through the air. And look at Sting over here overshooting. What does he think that he's another Darby now? Watch the fucking leap that he gets here. Fucking crazy old man. Motherfucker, like I'm just an older Darby. No, you're not. You're gonna be it's a just dead crazy Darby. to be the thing sixty and still just pulling shit like that and just, just popping up like it shit happened. He's lucky they caught him. What the fuck was that? Like a crowd mosh? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> fuck some hat away him. Jeff Jarrett and Jared was almost, there being yeah, Jared. I almost forgot he was around because you know, and he still does the strut. You know, there's a lot of things that make me miserable about this. 90% of them being Jarrett. Maybe that was just me. <laughs> this is such a TNA match and Darby stuck in the middle. <laughs> right. This is TNA match featuring Darby. There's all kinds of TNA shit here. You got Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, Sting, Jeff Jarrett. The only fucking thing not TNA about this really is, and they usually it's always Darby had a, the basketball guy. No, they always usually had an Indian guy in the background. <laughs> I felt like that was TNA. Oh, you're not wrong. Oh, God, TNA. I'm so bad. You're not wrong. TNA Even always used now, to have these angles where they would just be like, let's have an Indian guy. They used to treat Indian guys oh. like pepperoni on pizza. Like, you want you could go for some pepperoni? I could go for pepperoni. You could go for an Indian on this? I could go for an Indian Even on this now angle. there's Indian guys in Impact. Oh, God. Like they, would, they didn't give a fuck. Everything, they were just peppering Indian on there. <laughs> 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 it was so strange, you know. This, this oh, is so TNA. <laughs> you are terrible. <laughs> just peppered in here on there. That's fucked. Satnam Singh is all elite, Ka King. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You piece of shit. <laughs> That's never gonna escape my memory, you rat bastard. I can't believe you. <laughs> it's the most TNA thing I've ever seen in my life, though. And we're watching AEW. Oh, That's the funniest part. They should have just that thing, where, that thing that got posted in the Discord was still the best one, where it was like, What's your favorite impact logo? And the last one was AEW. <laughs> Yo, I'm calling it now, man. Dixie's gonna be a character on this shit at some point. It, it's just no way. It's unavoidable. There's no way you can have a company like this and not have Dixie be a character. Dixie will probably show up with EC3. You know, like I like well, why well, not? We'll see, we'll see. E- EC3 would have to get out of the crawl space under the Indies house first. And since they play so chummy with Impact over here, they don't even have to do a fucking thing. He's just gonna come out trouble, 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 trouble. He has the music and everything. They don't give a fuck. You know, it's, I can see it. We're gonna, <laughs> we're practically there, man. I mean, hell, I'd rather go back to trouble, trouble, trouble than the shit he's doing now, where he's all pissed off, bald, and dramatic. 
I got to see that Darby Allen autobiography in the future, man. This motherfucker was part of a oh TNA angle. And then I was like, and then then after that, I took a play. Next thing I knew, I was fighting Shinsuke Nakamura, Great Muda. <laughs> it was just like, wow. And then when I woke up, the next thing I heard was trouble, 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 trouble. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to fight Dixie. I had to fight in a Dixieland oh. match. Oh, against Magnus. <sighs> I hate to say it, and I know people will hate me for it. But if this was my company, man, I would totally do an angle. And it's been done in other companies before. I would totally do an angle with, with Dixie financially somehow takes over. I know Tony Khan doesn't want to be a personality, but he already is one. Let's face it. So I would do a fucking angle with Dixie comes kind of like they did where Bishop came and took the uh, TNA from Dixie for a little while. I'd have Dixie come and take this. You know how hot the AEW fans would be? And then she makes Dixieland matches and shit. That oh nobody, God. that nobody wants to be in. They could have the reverse. Remember they had that reverse battle royal? <laughs> we don't talk about that. We <laughs> do not talk about that. <laughs> it was a fucking <laughs> match. Where, fucking match where they had Lance Archer just walking around the ring because there was nobody to fight. Reverse There's certain images royal. that stick with me for the rest of my life. That's one of them. Just him walking around just looking for people to beat up. Like we can do all of that shit. I would do. Can you imagine? And then bring back the six-sided ring. You know the bad part about this? That's the only part I couldn't bring myself doing just because hearing AJ talk about how much that thing sucked to bump on. And I've watched enough freaking Lucha Libre matches to know that thing doesn't fucking move when you hit it. Oh my god. And then Dixie goes, and here's your new general manager. Remember that they had the bootleg Hulk Hogan wannabe NWO music? Yo, those motherfuckers were. We gotta find that now. We gotta find that now. The most obnoxious start. What's funny was that it was Hogan's music. I have to. I have to. That song always made me laugh. Forget do, 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 <laughs> it's kind of funny because the name of the song was it really called Our House because uh, the original it name of that. Been. I don't remember what the name of the song was. The NWO song was called Rock House. So that's why it'd be funny that they named it. Is this the song? They just changed it from Rock House to Our House? Oh, no. You're ready for how obnoxious the start is. Like, fuck's sakes. Hold on, bear with me, because I got to just make a couple of adjustments here. There we go. Just get dead silence. We're scared the shit out of everybody. God! <laughs> Versus, versus, uh, <laughs> one sounds like a group of badasses, one sounds like you want an alarm clock that is impossible to sleep through. I have to go back one more time just because it's so right. <laughs> It's so fucking shameless. 
they just changed they just changed the notes of the keys a little bit that's about triple h you gotta bring hogan back man and bring him back with his TNA theme. No, Triple H has to get him because otherwise we're gonna hear. <laughs> like you know they're gonna grab him eventually. Just right. get Hogan. I don't care if that one chicken can is pissed off. I don't give a shit. Bring him back. They're gonna TNA his ass. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Anyway, AW interim women's world title match. I'm not even going to call it the interim. Well, you know what? Yeah, we, I was about we, to we say. For the time yeah, being. we might as well, we well talk about that part right now. Not yet. Not yet. We'll, we'll get yeah. there because there's a few there's a few things that happen first. The most important thing is this match has to happen for yes. us to be able to talk AW about AW women's champion um, Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. Mm-hmm. Let's get past all the formalities here. Excellent back and forth match, though. What I like about this. Yeah, right? Ass padding. Right, ass of doom. You gotta have that ass padding here. But yeah, we've been we've been watching Jamie Hayter has come a long way. You know? Yeah. So much to like the fans got a hundred and ten percent behind her in this match. Yeah, which is very cool. You know. She still has a long way to go, but definitely solid. Yeah, she is coming intensely far. I believe this is her first ever one on one pay per view match in AEW as well. What? Really? I, I think so. That. Wow. And I swear, Tony Storm has to have one of my favorite headbutts because I love that she realistically sells the damage of the headbutt. And look at that. Takes her out with the title. You know what I love? I love Rebel's uh, reaction to getting thrown backstage. Watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who does that? Wait, wait. One thing you got to go back to. Go back to her fucking, like, thief level of stealth down the ramp. It's the funniest thing. I've never seen somebody try to sneak down the ramp like this. Watch this bitch. While the camera's on her. <laughs> like, how's that sneaky? Look at this. <laughs> it killed me during the watch log because it was like, yo, who do you think doesn't see you going down that big ass red ramp? She should have wore a fucking uh, a prowler mask on top of it all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> did it, did it, I swear did to God, Rebel makes me laugh way more than she should. Not, gets really swipes with that title, but I love her reaction. She gets sent to the back. I've never seen that shit before. Super villain, a Power Rangers cartoon. Like, <laughs> okay, we gotta move on. Her monster grew and died. Like, just... oh, oh my shit god! Out of each other in this. Yo, the sound that this title made. He listened to this. Heard her forehead click off the belt. Is that what fucked up her nose? No, her nose was already busted up before that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'm sure that didn't help, though. Tried to catch her with her own Storm Zero. Oh, 
And like by this time, the crowd like they wanted Jamie to win this. Yeah, the crowd completely was behind her. Got it. Awesome, right? Young lady deserved that. Very much so. Very, very much so. You know, it. They announce that they they talk about on Dynamite where we go from here, which is cool. Renee goes into it a little bit. Yep. And then and then we'll get into it. But yeah, she got the title, which is funny because Britt's the one who went to Tony Khan and said that there was this girl that she thought they had to hire that she wrestled in like a dive bar in the UK. Jamie, and look where he got her. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess we have to listen to the acclaim. Oh, tradition. Did we get the whole thing here? We don't need to see Timon and Pumba. Ah, oh, the highlight <laughs> didn't catch it. That was fucked. Oh. And you called it when we when we did the last show. You pretty much said that this would be the split up. The split up. I knew like it had to happen here. Of Keith Lee and uh, Swerve. Swerve Strickland. No surprise there, yeah. you know. This was a hell of a match though. Like this this was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Like Good there stuff. were a few moments where they teased Swerve and Our Glory possibly getting it back, but I think all of us kind of knew like there was no way they would letting the acclaim lose those titles yet. Mm-hmm. They're too over there. and they're too it's too soon in their reign. Yeah. And I don't like that team. I think that team sucks, yeah. honestly. They're just through the two we, we've never liked that team. Like we all wanted to see those two do stuff on their own. They let them do stuff on their own for two weeks and then just threw them into a team. Mm-hmm. Didn't really and there was no sense. rhyme or reason. There was never a rhyme or reason behind why they were teaming. No, not in the slightest. But uh, the acclaim, yeah, they've come a long way. You know, I never thought that they would make proper baby faces the way they did. They kind of, they did pull the true John Cena thing with the rapping. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of just like with Cena, the crowd just organically started to like them. Yeah, it was very cool. That bump wasn't I worth heard- it. Oh, that did not look fun. <laughs> and it doesn't help that the guardrail slipped off the apron. Oh. He goes crazy he with all the shit out of bullets. Those look so good, right? Yeah, that, that house call is a gorgeous move. <laughs> he kept house calling. He hit him like four times. Lee almost didn't make it for that breakup. Got some with the Adam Cole thing. 
I love that's the only thing we will remember that move for is Cole getting lost in the crowd. It's the first time I remember seeing him. Might be the first time he did it. And here comes with the pliers. He's going to plier your nuts. Well, no, he does his fingers first. Then he starts with the nuts after that. A Billy Gun comes because he doesn't want anybody's nuts cut off. Too close to the ass for him. So what you're saying is, is Billy running around with just one gun instead of two. I love that they call him Daddy Ass in commentary. Look at that. He slaps him for not using pliers on nuts. <laughs> I love that Keith Lee just did the civilized thing and walked away. I am a gentleman. <laughs> I do not associate with ruffians. Sucks to be you. Right. And that's, well, they go more into that on Dynamite as well. But first, it's time for the main event, AEW World Title Match. John Moxley defending against MJF. What yep. were your thoughts? Literally a full gear rematch because their first encounter was at a full gear. Mm-hmm. What I learned before even all this even got started, MJF motorboating that girl in the crowd. Yeah. Was not prepared for that. I'd like to think he knew her. Let's be real. It's MJF. He probably didn't. <laughs> he doesn't want to get sued, man, for all his money. You know? <laughs> that girl ain't suing him. She got motorboated by MJF. She's going to frame that. All right. He is definitely not of a people that throw away money. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> so I think he'd be extra careful just based on that alone. Yeah, that jumping pile driver, brutal. This time around, though, wouldn't he? Listen to that sound. This is gonna be bad. This is gonna happen. <laughs> That's one of them chunky table bumps. Crazy. Yeah, this is crazy. Good match. That's one thing. MJF is great in the ring, which is what's, what makes yeah. the gimmick so amazing. And it also makes it to like it makes it cool that he doesn't get in the ring very often, so he always makes it feel special when he does. Yeah. And I kind of like the little the little bit of story they told because like, um Mox had been working on his knee all batch. When he hit that uh, death rider from the top rope, MJF landing feet first. They pointed out that might have probably jacked his knee as well. Rough bumper, diamond ring, regal. Put that down. Rest turned around when he's tapping. Regal heel turn. Look at that. So interestingly enough, I didn't think about it at the time, and I'm kind of hoping that was their intended, their intent. That was actually a callback to their first match. Well, because remember in their first match, how it ended was Wardlow tossed the ring to MJF and MJF didn't catch it. So it almost feels like a little bit of a callback to that where Regal slides him the nuts, and this time MJF gets a hold of them. 
Maybe. So I could I could almost see it be the same scenario, but just a different outcome. Look at that, he makes some snow angels. <laughs> Hi, Phil. I didn't even think about that when he did it. <laughs> that is pretty oh, wild. Man. Hell of a show, once again. Definitely. Here's some links. Got a shower the chat room with links, right? For anybody that wants this stuff. Take it all. And then afterwards, the Blackpool Combat Club comes out to scrape Mox off the floor. Yeah. Mox didn't know what happened. Yeah, so they're explaining it to him. At least that they they showed the live crowd that they didn't alter and dress regal, you know. Yeah, the whole combat club didn't fall apart. Yeah, good stuff. I love how realistic Moxley's reaction was. You could tell the moment they told him, like, "Yeah, regal, regal slid him the nuts." Mm -hmm. Good selling on their part. Oh yeah, and when we get in the dynamite, I think. Another case of probably the longest long-term storytelling I've seen them do because it almost looked like a piece of Moxley's past coming back to haunt him. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go straight into Dynamite? Should we continue? Yeah, let's flow right into Dynamite. Get all the AEW stuff done early. That's something we've never done before. We haven't touched any WWE stuff today. No, no, not yet. All right, let me just get geared up here. They come to you. Dynamite 164 comes to us from Chicago, Illinois, the Trust Arena. They call it that because they're going to have to win the fucking trust of these fans more than any other fans if they come here with the elite in Chicago, Illinois. So it's time, to, it's time to win some fucking trust. Everybody cross your fingers here because... <laughs> This is always going to be, to put it the least, this is going to be AEW's Canada from now on. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's going to be just like WWE the first like year Punk was gone. So I say do what they did. Have fun. Just fuck with them. Because they're still going to pay the money and come to the event anyway. <laughs> What? 
Mr. Freeman at the moment is on the set between myself and Mr. Freeman. So uncouth. I sent uncouth. To Mr. Freeman, where Mr. Freeman will be here and explain everything. So next week on Dynamite, Maxwell, Jacob, Freeman will be here. Knuckles. Yeah, it was uh, the oldest trick in the book, and it worked. But to that man right yeah. there, that's a bad apple. And one member of the tap. Brian Danielson putting himself between Moxley and Regal right here. Danielson here. I, hey, 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 do you know what? You've done bad things, too. He's got two bleeds on his brain. He cracked Regal. It may be all over for him. MJM's uh, Please. Whoa, holy hell. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My dad struggled with those same things. This is more than wrestling. Because of this man, before my dad passed away, I was able to love him. Please. Lordship, I only want one thing from you. I want you to run far away, as far away as you can. Right now, walk. I want to see if they catch the moment I'm thinking of. Right there. That particular reaction, I think I recognize where that came from. Oh, yeah? What is if that? You look at, if you look at maybe the past... God, I'm trying to think. Maybe around 10 years. That's the second time that somebody who's been that close to Moxley's turned on him. The last time it happened, Seth freaking Rollins. And someone who's also from his FCW past, ironically, that's kind of yeah. Funny. That looks like it because you see him break down. It looks like an old wound got reopened. Like no, it happened again. And I think that would always that I would also explain with the fact that he didn't try to be and beat him up or anything. He said run because it's like I know what I'm going to do to you if you don't run. Yeah, yeah, he does look semi devastated. And it would, it, would, it would line up kind of nicely, too, because the Shield's 10-year anniversary just passed this past week. Yeah. Now he has two. At least he doesn't have to mourn them spaced out, right? He could be like, I lost two friends in the same season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's amazing. Death Triangle, the EW World Trios champions take on the Elite. And in typical AEW fashion, if we're having one storyline, that means that we have to the AEW treats their <laughs> they treat their angles the way you're supposed to treat a math equation. Whatever you do to one side, do to the other. Because now <laughs> the next thing that they do is swerve in our glory with their issues. Um, we all saw what happened at Full Gear between you and Swerve. At Full Gear, where do you and Swerve stand? The excuse us for a second. Choose your words wisely. What about that, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. I wonder why he had to turn the camera off, right? Because you don't want to see a black man cry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect to turn, didn't it? <laughs> That brings us to Jake Hager versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy defending his 
AEW All Atlantic title. It's Hager with his hat that he really likes. The Hager hat. Why did they expect for him to wrestle with a hat on? Yo, why is his gimmick that he wears a hat? I don't know. <laughs> he likes that hat. <laughs> he could have done anything else, and instead he had to wear that hat. I've just never seen the hats like stay on. That's the thing that really make any the sense. most. How long I think stay on his hand. Yeah, absolutely it looked like ridiculous. It, was, it looked like it was part of the entire like a RPG or something. Cassidy's having good matches, man. There's no denying that. This was, by the way, this was called AEW Dynamite Thanksgiving Eve. I have to give it a name, right? Yeah. First name one in a while, though. We gotta give him that. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, Cassidy's been doing really good, man. Yeah, Very dude impressed has with him. absolutely been cutting loose. Mm-hmm, for sure. Oh, wait, wait. We gotta go back here a little bit. Cut that music! Because he doesn't wear orange and makes you mad like everybody else does. After the effect. other night, we have a lot of unfinished business in Orange Cassidy. Seems like you have no problem giving out. Turn this mic on here. Thank you, God. What the hell's going on? Factory at the full gear. Oh. What the hell's Whoa, going on here? Wait a second. First the mic, then the... Uh-oh. Black Buddy Matthews laid out Camarado and now going after the factory. Taking everybody out here, not playing games. Security is for the rest of oh, the prelim wrestlers and now the house of. And there we see Julia Hart at the top of the ramp. Oh no. Oh God. Oh, the Members of the House of Black Rice. Well, glad they're back. Back in black. Killed that poor security guard, though, man. I mean, yeah, he, it was his last day, anyway. Nope. What do you guys think Ricky Starks is going to win tonight? Ride like the losers you all are. The revolution is televised. Yeah, get in the ring, Ricky. Ricky Starks. This AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament Final Match Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks. Spoiler, of course, Ricky Starks going over here. We really discussed it. Hell of a match. Mm -hmm. Very solid stuff. Ricky Starks push still continuing, huh? Oh, yeah, the ride keeps it going. Yeah, but he's not beating MJF. It's kind of weird that it was going to be Ricky Starks versus MJF. It's the world title shot, right? Yeah. Who's going to go to winner is coming to face MJF for the world title? Darks. Oh, swinging neckbreaker. Good offense. Uh oh. Ricky Starks, the DDT. Four. And Ethan Page looking to power. Ethan Page strong. Power slam completely. A swing and a miss by Ethan Page. The spear lands. Nope. A third spear. Two. Three. Great win, guys. Now we know Wednesday, December 14th, Dynamite, the AEW World Champion, MJF. Jericho Appreciation Society take on Will Nightingale Sky Blue confronted. So what was this whole thing with Jay Cargo getting into an argument with Bow Wow? I don't know. I don't know why. I forgot Bow Wow was still a thing. Going on with you and Bow Wow? Do you care comment? I'm not giving any more clout to that whack ass rapper. Finally got my belt back. 
with no help at all. Why are we celebrating tonight? I'm going to have Mark Sterling, my legal representation. As far as the Bow Wow situation is concerned, no comment. Okay? Got a plan. We need balloons. We need some cake. Oh. Come on. Let's go. So Red Velvet returns. And Kira Hogan is fired. As far as the baddies are concerned, Jade Cargo will no longer need your services. Hero Ishii of New Japan. She better hope Tasha Steele's still in impact. Red Velvet's officially back from injury. She figured I'm, I have an extra bad out on your ass anymore. She wound up keeping the. She kept the stand then. This one doesn't still have that impact stink on her. Fuck it. That could definitely happen. I don't think that the face is going to help him a lick. If Kenny is just right up in the. So the. This is Chicago. The elite were definitely the heels here, no matter what we try to do. But we're going right. to say this. They did not try to be baby faces at all. They nope. did a bunch of different mean things here. The match itself was very good. We'll, I'll try to go through and catch him as we go. Nice apron bomb there. But they worked as heels the entire freaking match. Oh, they went out of their way to piss off Chicago. They pissed off Chicago. I hear they pissed off some of CM Punk's friends as well. They fit, They pissed off people in general. Beautiful cutter there by Ray Phoenix. You Beautiful know, Ray everything Phoenix. by Phoenix, even though someone as crazy as all hell. Ray Phoenix being the crazy bastard here with his nice Kotaro crusher there. Look at this. Because he bit him. <laughs> he bites. Like a steel, right? And it was so funny because the crowd, without them even doing anything, immediately started to fuck the elite chance, started the CM Punk chance. So it's just like, all right, you want to play this game? Guess what? We're going to now deliberately start fucking with you. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen some people on social media trying to be like, oh, oh, the Omega said, let it go. Well, guess what? Chicago wanted to start it. Elite finished it. Simple as that. Yeah, you're not, he's not going to sit there and just take like, it. Like, like, like if, if you want to start it, you like, what, what's the thing? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You want to start supporting your boy and saying, fuck us? All right, we're going to give you a reason to say fuck us now. Yeah, and that, and that indeed they did. Everything was great. These guys are naturals. It's funny that they were worried. Now, there's Kenny's next fuck you to Chicago. Hits Pac with the GTS. Yeah, Sorry, he hit him with the... Kenta's finisher. <laughs> he actually thanked Kenta after the match. Because he's Chicago and don't want to talk about that part. <laughs> yeah, I'll show it again. I didn't mean to go as far back as I did. But yeah, after the triple triple super kick, not the BTE trigger, Excalibur. You should know that. But yeah, I like that corks were there. But yeah, here, GTS, motherfuckers. They hated that. Oh, they couldn't stand it. Yeah, look at that. Wild shit. Phoenix in that rope run is fucking crazy. Yeah, don't kill yourself, Phoenix. He'll just come back. <laughs> like it just it's it, it, And the hammer it, again. The hammer, I told ya. It got <laughs> it worked twice. Yeah, but now the elite go two up. Yeah, the hammer worked twice. Oh my god, but I like I honestly like that the elite handled that handled it that way. Like, all right, you want to support the source of a lot of drama in here? Okay, we're gonna make sure you don't have a fun time in this. Here's another part that Matt Jackson did as a fuck you. 
Oh, yeah, this was great. Whoops. A botched buckshot lariat. Look at his face when he's on the ground. That wasn't supposed to happen that way. <laughs> now that is a dig at CM Punk if I've ever seen one. Look at how long he stayed down there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, you guys know what you did. He stayed down there for like 10 seconds. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> and yeah, he put thank you, Kenta. Always a good brother. Bullet Club for life, am I right? Oh. oh my god, that was great. <laughs> Full gear. I know that, I mean, we didn't have in half. Or look at Nick's fired up. The, uh, yeah, so wow. great. He looked at it look like that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> and you know damn well it was. You <laughs> bastards. You cheeky bastards. Okay, before we even get to the Jamie Hayter stuff, this is where some other shit comes into play. I was so happy at this part. Chicago, what a night we have had so far. Now, I am out here with a massive announcement that pertains to the women's division. Due to the extent of the injuries to the AEW Women's Champion, Thunder Rosa, in the uncertainty of when she could return to action, AEW and Thunder Rosa have reached a mutual agreement. AEW management has been forced to ask Thunder Rosa to relinquish the championship. Now, Thunder Rosa was a fighting champion for AEW. She's willing to step aside and to forfeit the title for the benefit of AEW, but more specifically, for the benefit of all of the women of AEW. Now that being said, please join me in welcoming your new AEW Women's Champion, Jamie Hayter. Guys, on Sunday, on Saturday, there was no question Jamie Hayter earned the title it was a war an absolute classic between tony storm and now the aew women's world champion jamie hater and let's once again go back to renee with the champ jamie congratulations you are the new aew women's champion no interim attached to that title how do you feel? Renee! Okay, I got it. Renee, thank you for telling all these people what they already knew, and that is that Jamie Hayter is the undisputed AEW Women's 
world champion. And let me let you in on a little secret, Nene. We were never even considering the word interim. It's not even in our vocabulary. Now take this mic, step aside, and let the champ walk to the ring. Chicago. Oh. Couple things to take away from this. Thunder Rosa tweeted, she said, Thank you, Thunder Army, for all the support and AEW for being there for me. Dreamlike moments happened in this run, and this is not how I wanted to lose a championship, but you deserve a present champion. On to the next chapter. Now it's been said that uh Tony Storm's reign is no longer considered interim. Even yep, though it will be acknowledged as a world title run. Yeah, it's going to be considered like she was a former world champion. And uh, it's like it's going to be from the women's championship from when they first won the match. But the problem with that is that she didn't get to be the women's champion. It was retroactively acknowledged, but she couldn't tell people and she wasn't announced or introduced as the champion. Which is why I said they should have stripped her in the first fucking place. Ultimately, they wound up doing what they should have done, which means that the plan failed. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's why it was like, what, two months ago, I just stopped calling it interim. Because at the end of the day, like, no, the bitch has been here wrestling every week, defending the title every other week. Like, everybody else in AEW can pretend like that interim means shit. The difference between... With the um, the Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa situation versus the Mox and Punk, we knew Punk was going to come back. At this point, like we don't know when the fuck Rosa's showing up again. Like, because now I think about it, what started to bug me with Rosa with Punk when Punk was hurt. What was it, like every maybe other week we had like some kind of an update, something on Punk. We ain't heard shit about Rosa. No, we really didn't. So at that point, I'm like, no, bitch, you ain't hurt. She's just sitting on her ass, and AEW made her take that fucking title off. I agree. Like, there, there ain't no, like, oh, thank you, Thunder Army, none of this shit. Like, no, motherfucker. They got tired of you sitting on your ass and said you're not going to run around as champion anymore. And we're going to wash away that interim shit. Three-way tag team match. Britt Baker and Jamie Hader against Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale against Tay J, which is Anna J and Tay Mello. Six bitches that can all work. Love it. But <laughs> no, this, this was fun. I'm not sure what to feel about the whole little, uh, interaction with um Britt and Jamie because it seemed like a little bit of Aaron news, but at the same time, Jamie just kind of brushed it off like, hey, she's still getting her moment. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're teasing some sort of a fucking thing with Britt and Jamie already. Again, it's like a thousand times. It's having like a really, really slow burn to it, where it's like the teasing's always kind of there, but nothing's like haven't happened yet. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but this was a fun match, though. Everybody in this match works really good. Like I said, once again, I'm glad that I'm getting to see a little bit more Sky Blue. She is starting to get gradually a little bit better. Uh, I think it's actually the first time we've seen Willow since she was officially made All Elite, so it's been nice to see her again. This was one of the better group matches, for sure. Yeah. Everything moved. like This didn't feel like it was just a bunch of moving parts. and just Everything felt like it individually moved of itself, and everything felt like it fit together good. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, six of them. All six of them. Well, from this. Ante, Darius, I understand there's something that you wanted to say yeah, to FTR. I don't throw compliments a lot, but I want to tell you guys, like, last week, you guys in AR Fox almost won the Trios World Championship. You take over tag team wrestling, just like me and Cash have. There's actually a reason that we called you over here. We've been impressed with you guys for years. How's about you put those Ring of Honor tag team titles on the line this Friday on Rampage? You know what? We've always liked you guys, and we're going to say no to a fight, so you're on. Oh, they stealing bits and shit. They brought the brother back, Darius, and it was like underwhelming. Yeah, because he's already been hurt once before. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, here he is. I decided the second time around. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just need him to stay healthy. For the love of God. I'm impressed he worked a slap nuts bit under there. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I call that stable, the slap nuts. <laughs> yeah. The whole stable is the slap nuts. Speak of the slap nuts. There they are, the slap nuts. Slap nuts out. Scissor me, daddy. Scissor me timbers. <laughs> anyway, let's get past all of that because it's time for the Ring of Honor World Title Match Main Event. Chris Jericho defending the World of Honor Championship. I mean, the Ring of Honor World Championship against Tomohiro Ishii. Another appearance by the Stone Pitbull himself. Yo, Jericho bleeds in this through his chest. Ishii chopped the father, the son, and the Holy Ghost out of him. I've never seen that before. Like that poor guy. <laughs> he might be rethinking this whole Ring of Honor thing, right? Oh. Like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> he looks like he was in a fucking car accident now. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> look at that! There's blood everywhere. Oh, like there's literally, there's, like there's literally blood everywhere. And it's all from Jericho's chest. Like what the fuck, man? Yo, that DDT also—that's probably a receipt. This for making me bleed. I'll just murder you. <laughs> look at this shit, man. Yo, there's blood everywhere. Oh. Oh my god. Motherfucker said, You think Brock opens you up hard way? Let me, I'll watch this. Like, you'll never want to fight Tomohiro Ishii again, right? I fucking wouldn't. <laughs> he hit him with his own code breaker. I'm telling you, man, Ishii up there in age, but Ishii's still scary just because of shit like that. Walls of Jericho into the Lion Tamer. And he taps. And then this was a random ending. 
Cole cocked the shit out of him, man. He's like, I'll slap you. That was for those two Judas effects, motherfucker. I slapped the shit out of you. Good lord. I know, right? Like, I'm sitting over here. We still over here talking about Walter Chops. And then fucking Ishii just chopped the skin off people. Like, yeah, and apparently CM Punk and his people didn't like that Cole Cabana came onto AEW for the Ring of Honor Championship, which I don't know why it would matter if they're parting ways. And obviously they didn't like the botched buckshot Larry at the GTS, the biting. Like, and the thing is, no matter what, we already know the elite. This is what they do. This is what they did to WWE. They kept ribbing and digging at WWE. CM Punk made himself like a permanent victim. They're always going to take little inside digs on him probably for the rest of his life. Right. And not for nothing, Punk affected them more directly than the WWE did. Like, yeah. They what did you expect? Like, like, nobody gives a shit if you're mad. Not for nothing. You kind of got it coming at this point. Like, you took them away from us for two months, motherfucker. You're going to deal with it. <laughs> because nobody's gonna tell them to stop. No, no like, one. You is. go do your little MMA commentary shit. We're gonna be over here having fun and laughing. And I love how, like, it, it, that's a good point. He's pissed off about the, they're pissed off about the Colt Cabana thing. Well, if you ain't got nothing to do with Colt Cabana and his Tim sharing a bank account with his mom, what you got a problem with? Oh, or were you just talking shit? To make yourself look better at that media scrum. Hmm. Like, come on, man. Keep, keep the same energy, Phil. Come on, get it together. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> if you didn't give a fuck then, don't give a fuck now. All right, what else should we bring into this rotation here? I'm looking through all of our stuff. Oh, do we have time for that Teddy Hart thing? Yeah, by all means, tell me. Oh, fuck it. So I sent you the link to it um, before we came on. But on Peacock, there is a one episode, three part documentary about Teddy Hart. And, you know, it was one of those things where when I first heard about it, I didn't even watch the trailer beforehand. And I thought it was just going to be like, okay, some of the, like, the stuff we've talked about on the show, history of Teddy's career. This shit took a left turn, a detour, and then back in the opposite direction. Because holy crap. Like I don't know how fast you can get that trailer queued up, but it's a documentary on Peacock called Dangerous Breed. This... It's like it's a dangerous breed, crime, cons, and cats. <laughs> Did you say cats? Yes, that's literally the title. That's literally in the title. Um, part of the thing is that uh, along with wrestling on the indies, I'm not even joking when I say this. Teddy Cart breeds cats. I wish I was bullshit. I. <laughs> And his side hustle is breeding Persian show cats. I thought this was going to be the next big hit reality show. I wear this as deodorant sometimes, I hate to say it. I had no idea that I was going to wind up at the center of a missing persons case. 
third generation heart. It's time you meet the devil. I have the power to easily snap my fingers and have people killed. Teddy was polyamorous. He's done a lot of things to us. He's not a good man. He's one of the worst men on the planet. I don't deserve this anymore. This is Samantha Fiddler. Samantha's been missing for five years now. I haven't heard her voice in years. <laughs> Where were you that time? I didn't do it. It's fine. Can we turn off the cameras? To be honest, I really don't give a about Sam Fiddler. That's crazy. So, I've watched this uh, thing from start to finish. And I'm going to give you all a spoiler-free review of this. Yeah, it's as batshit crazy as it looks. It probably gets worse. Like, we've talked a little bit here and there about uh, some of the stuff we've seen Teddy do. This thing, it gets so... Because even like the guy said, he's thinking... It's just going to be a new reality show about uh, Teddy Hart. Then comes to find out this girl, Samantha, goes missing. The crazy thing about it is that they don't find out she's missing until she's been missing like two years. And it's crazy when you hear the stories about from some of these women who have either been in relationships with Teddy or just had things to do. You hear about the person he is. And you would think, like, okay, yeah, it's not that far off from how crazy and bad shit we've heard him before. It's like ten times worse than you can imagine. Spoiler alert: like, they, don't, the, they don't find the they don't find that missing girl, do they? Yeah, they, they have not found her. And it's the weirdest thing because what, what's what's so bananas about it is when you hear Teddy talk when they when they ask him about his stuff, you can tell it's one of those things where it's like. He's convinced himself in his own mind, but it's like he's the only one who believes what he's saying. But there's like nobody's been able to find anything that's been able to outright pin him to what's going on. But yeah, like if you're if you have Peacock or you're like paying for Peacock, I recommend finding this thing because it is absolutely insane. They said he fed her to the cats. Well, in the trailer, in the trailer alone. (laughs) He that was that fucked up. <laughs> in the trailer, in the trailer alone, he he said he has ways to snap his fingers and make people disappear. Maybe, maybe it was the cats. I mean, he. I think at one point they said, like the guy said, when he walked in his house, there was like a hundred cats in there. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Like it's it's so crazy. Like by the time I got to the end of it, I forgot we were talking about a wrestler. Yeah, it is called Dangerous Breed, Crimes, Cons, and Cats. It's Teddy Hart's story, and it is absolutely off the walls. Like, yeah, like I literally stays his best without the Tiger League. If you think Tiger King got crazy, holy shit. Like, I feel like this gives Joe Exotic a run for his money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew about it. Because what caught my attention and made me click on the articles when I heard that a woman went missing because of him. <laughs> That's one of those things you don't hear every day. Like, we've been talking about the PC guy for, what, two, three years? We never heard about somebody turn up missing. That is too much. Oh. Like, yeah, that thing is absolutely batshit. Like, definitely anybody out there, the sound of my voice, check it out if you get a chance. Okay, 
That was fucking dark. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you shoehorned that in where you did, you know? Hey, man, I had to get it in somehow. Like, that was dark as shit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's tradition at this point. We got to get a little sad sometimes. No, I'm kidding. That wasn't so sad. That shit was dark. <laughs> sad is like Bambi's mother getting shot. You know, Mofasa getting thrown off the fucking cliff. This the shit term- was watching the hyenas eat him. The Terminator having to be lowered into the fucking molten fucking lava or whatever, you know? <laughs> this was just this was This was some, some guy who trains cats making someone disappear, possibly potentially eaten by cats. <laughs> you know, like that shit is way and darker. He wrestles. <laughs> and he happens to wrestle too. You know, the cats interfere in the matches, right? Imagine he may incorporated the gimmick. Oh my god. If it was if he wrestled Lucha Underground, they'd have him do it. Lucha. Oh my god, I missed that show now. Damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, what else do we got in the... Uh... Oh, here's an interesting one. Marina Shafir, who has now signed the contract with AEW, as you know, she was on Renee's show. And uh, she was asked... Well, for starters, let's start at the beginning. For anyone that's not up to speed, because it was a long time ago. There are the four horsewomen of wrestling, and then there are the four horsewomen of MMA. And they always teased a feud between these two factions. Ladies, a big win for Shayna tonight. Tell me how proud of you of her. We are so proud of her. Like she's worked so hard to like to earn her place here. She's been working for years ever since we met her. This is all she's talked about. She's yeah. the reason we are even here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She, she's is. The she re- deserves this. Shayna, oh, yeah. the reason Baszler. <laughs> even though there's only three apiece. They would have gotten their asses kicked. That Bailey is way too nerfed. You know? You know what like the, the sad part about it is? They, WWE constantly shot themselves in the foot when it came to this. Because, enough for nothing, by the time all was said and done, the four MMA horsewomen looked more legit just because they all constantly got along. WWE's four horsewomen, one was always pissed off at the other three. They can never stay on the same page long enough to make this match happen. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating. But according to Marina Shafir, there was more to it than that, which what she told Renee. Ooh. That's where like the organic side comes to where it's like, okay, we've got you guys on one side, but then there's there's Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Becky. We've got like those four horsemen. Everyone was like, Sal, I can't believe we never got that, by the way. Like, I still can't believe that that never happened. Egos, like, oh my God. Egos were at play. There's some, too many fucking cooks in the kitchen sometimes. Yeah. You know, in, sure. more, in more ways than one. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's where like, I never knew this. But I like, bet she's talking about Charlotte. I just feel like professional wrestling was a little bit more exclusive back in the day. Sure. It wasn't just about like uh, politicking. It was just about like really showing respect, not kissing ass and like not feeling like you have to give something up of yourself to 
take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Evolving, yeah, but like stripping yourself, like, I don't know. Charlotte easily been talking about Charlotte. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else. That was the ego. It was Charlotte. Was that Charlotte or Sasha? One of those two. Mm hmm. And we're going to do something that we haven't done in a very, 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 very long time. I got a flow. You got a what? I got a flow. I got a flow. You got a flow. So let it go. Yeah. Brother. Oh my God. It's been so long. Apparently. <laughs> a, a deaf blind couple was in Hulk Hogan's uh, beat shop? I was so not prepared for the first words out of your mouth to be a deaf blind couple. Me neither. I'm more <laughs> impressed that they were fuck? in a beat shop. How the fuck did they get there? <laughs> I, I mean it respectfully. Like, wow. Hold on. Let's... Uh, Let's, I guess let's look. <laughs> what the fuck? They represent all over the beach. The team. Yeah, they are. So now I know I can't talk to them. I can just hug them and kiss them. And yeah, let them let them feel your, so they know Good who it smash. is. Yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah. So they're both both blind and deaf. Amazing. You can see just a little bit. Cool. Awesome. How? I have so many questions. Probably not as many as me. Like that shit almost overloaded me. <laughs> How? What? How does anything happen? <laughs> so I'm serious. I need. How did they get here? What? Did, how do they know? There's some. There's so many questions, right? I guess it's just our How ignorance showing here. What the hell? Like, what? They must. You know. I guess. I don't know. I, I'm completely ignorant <laughs> in this territory. I'm, I'm not gonna act like i know i don't fucking know man we I don't have the imagine. time for all the questions i have like they are amazing how the fuck well good for hogan for <sighs> for uh i mean hey man that... for introducing himself i guess you know just letting them know like hey it's me they got excited so Yeah, so they were able to touch his biceps in his face to know that that was him. Yeah, like, like <laughs> I'm baffled 
at the amount of things where I'm like, how and why and when and what? Like, All right, we're going to have to just let this one be. For the time right. We, you know, good good fortune to everyone. I've done, I don't know. think in the entire time I've listened to Talk Brunch, I don't think there's been a Hulkster flow where I'm just stumped by the end. But yeah, I think this is the one. But in other Hogan news, as you know, Netflix was going to be doing a movie about Hogan. And this was going to be starring Chris Hemsworth, Thor, playing Hogan. It's going to be a biopic of Hogan, you know, where we look at his life and. You know how those kind of movies are. Netflix has done them before. But apparently this is now in jeopardy of not happening because the Thor actor has revealed to Vanity Fair that he's going to be on an extended hiatus. Uh, and he revealed on his National Geographic series Limitless that he is apparently eight to ten times more likely to develop Alzheimer's. And he's quoted as saying, yeah, it's like one in a thousand people or one in ten thousand. I can't remember. But eight to ten times more likely. Since you told me that, I feel like my memory is getting worse. It's a placebo effect or it's taking place. And then he said that he's going to finish the projects that he's contracted to and then go on hiatus. So I guess that includes Thor, Love and Thunder and uh, I guess whatever else, but not the Hogan thing. That's a weird thing. I don't know if the Alzheimer's thing is related. He still has a chance it won't happen. Right. But Jesus, yeah, that ain't something to play with. Mm-hmm. No, it really isn't. And in a sad bout of news, Jason David Frank passed away, as I'm sure you already know. Oh yeah, you know for the, anyone the that original knows. when it comes to the Power Rangers, it's been yeah. five different ranges over uh, his tenure with the show. Mm-hmm. And he was also an MMA fighter. He was also uh, involved with wrestlers. He was he posed with the Shield. There's a lot of people he's been on podcasts with Austin Creed, all kinds of stuff. He was uh, he was part of pop culture in general. This is actually yeah. a, a video yeah, Austin Creed shared. I just think with the whole JDF too, me, the guy behind the mask, is yeah. uh, I try to be a true superhero for everyone, and just like you guys, you know, I mean, I try to try to stay in shape, try to be a role model. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to stay spandex ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm 40. Industry term. I, I don't dye my hair because the dye would get all over my white ranger suit. No, I don't. But uh, you know, I'm fortunate, man, and I'm yeah. excited to be. Uh, to beating up putties with you. And it's always the go, go, Power Rangers, yeah. Mighty Morphin, it's that part. Yes. People go, 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 Power Rangers, and they stop. No, no Mighty Morphin, Power Rangers. But out there, the <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. But I watched this whole episode when he was there, which was really cool. I remember that one. Yeah, but he portrayed Tommy Oliver, which was from 1993 of August to November of 1995. Uh... For the first 145 episodes, essentially, of the original series. He was originally born in just for 14 episodes. and uh, But he became so popular, they brought him back as the White Ranger. Which, for anyone that understands how the Super Sentai works in Japan, they literally had to go and get footage from another series. And shoehorn it into the one that they were using in order to make him still appear. Uh, that's how popular, that they actually changed the, the context of the story. 
for this guy. Um, Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, tweeted, said, woke up to the news that Jason David Frank has passed away. As the green slash white ranger, he had a huge impact on my childhood. When I finally got the chance to meet him, he was always kind to me. Really going to miss him. Uh, Johnny Gargano tweeted, um, he put out a picture of himself dressed as the Green Ranger, and he said, The news about Jason David Frank is absolutely heartbreaking. Man, before pro wrestling, Power Rangers was my everything when I was little, and Tommy Oliver was my hero. I wore my green slash white ranger costume that my mom made me and pretended to be him literally every day. I don't have a picture of the costume, but I wish I would have grabbed it because I, I didn't realize it was homemade. That shit looked like the Green Ranger. Like It looked like a little kid as the Green Ranger. Gargano <laughs> has a great mom. Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, put rip jason david frank as a kid i thought i was too old for power rangers but i still watched the show and played with my younger brother's figures i was fortunate to become friendly with jason over the years as so many have because he was so friendly and cool and yeah he was the first i mean stuff like that shit on television was cutting edge what he was doing he was the first anti-hero of that era when you really look at it there weren't a lot of anti-heroes when Tommy the Green Ranger was a bad guy introduced in Power Rangers and went to kill the other fucking five Rangers. That wasn't a thing. Right. In, in today's culture, it's a common trope in anything. Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho, you know. Um, but, I mean, when you really look back to it, Venom from, from the Spider-Man comic books or even Punisher. Any of these characters. Um, that have been shades of gray and eventually turn babyface, if you will. It wasn't common back then, especially for a show like that on Fox Kids, to have something. It was really cutting edge shit at the time, and it was done very well. And, uh, you know, he carried the torch of that series for a long time. His name was synonymous with Power Rangers, even series that he wasn't a part of. You know, and probably one of the only people who was able to come back and it worked. And then, of course, as an MMA fighter, he was—he had a really solid record. He was doing good in that, too. Like, he was a jack-of-all-trades. Got to give a lot of credit for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, when you think Power Rangers, he's the one you think of before everybody else. He might be one of my first experiences rooting for the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Come on. He walked like, like no, no, nobody before and after him will be bad ass, badass enough to jump in the Megazord and start whooping ass. Exactly. That is a new level of badass. And like I said, if my memory is correct, he is the only ranger to have been five different power rangers. Of course, the green ranger, the white ranger, I believe two different red rangers, and then years later coming back as the black ranger in Dino Thunder. So he was, let me see if I can remember my he was definitely the green and the white. Green, green dragon sword, white tiger. Then he becomes the red Zeo Ranger. Then he becomes the Red Turbo Ranger. And then, uh, finally, he becomes the, uh, the whatever black it was. Dino, the, the, Brac, the Black Dino Ranger. The Brachiosaur. The Black Dino Thunder. Black and Gold Dino Thunder Ranger. So, yeah, those are the five that he had. Which, I mean, I remember that one was someone of my favorite just because the fact that like they treated it like yo like this guy's a legend <laughs> he, he was the, there was a whole episode he went back through the whole history of uh the power rangers and acknowledged the fact that like he'd been doing this long before the other ones yeah where they found the computer of all of his data and stuff and it was cool because those were some legendary episodes watching it week to week we didn't know what was going to happen because i remember we watched it when it was just fresh and uh it definitely kept things interesting you know, and the guy I couldn't think of a better person to portray it. They hit the jackpot with that actor. 
You know, yeah. There were a lot of actors that were interchangeable in that series, but not Tommy. Yeah, so excellent, excellent stuff. And yeah, rest in peace, thoughts and prayers to everybody involved uh, in that situation. We know he was having issues. We won't get into that tonight, both because of time constraints and because it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, definitely rest in peace to a legend amongst legends. Yeah, absolutely. The one and only OG. <laughs> Once a ranger, always a ranger. Amen to that. All right, what else do we got on our uh, our stuff here? Because there's just so much stuff. I mean, we got to do the weeklies because we have to talk about, as you know, Survivor Series is coming up. It's this Saturday, right? That is correct. Survivor Series War Games. I never thought that we would be here covering Survivor Series again. Never thought we'd be talking about War Games match on the main WWE roster. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. All right. Well, SmackDown 1213 came to us from Hartford, Connecticut, the XL Center. This is the good Connecticut, not to be confused with Bristol. You don't want to fucking go to Bristol. They'll fuck you up in Bristol. It is bad, bad, bad. That's where AEW was last time. Bristol's down the road across the tracks. You have to watch our previous episodes. We explained that. Over here, though, <laughs> over here, though, at Hartford, this is the gated community, the safe place where Vince keeps his boys. So this right is anyway. the white part of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. They paint all the fences. Oh, go to hell for that. Oh. They, they paint all the fences white. Is what he means by that. It is the whitest part because of the color of these fences. And uh, before SmackDown even starts, Hit Row sends out a warning shot to the Viking Raiders. Oh, y'all want to attack us from behind. Don't nobody want to run the fade face to face no more. They want to play with Hit Row. What you think, this a game? What's wrong with these guys, man? They think they playing the fastest Creed and shit. They think they playing God of War and shit. What's wrong with them? I can't even call them. They want to play, but Ain't no respawn in real life. I can't even lie. I'm getting tired of getting jumped from behind. Me and my guys. Huh. These cowards always wear a disguise. Either a mask or wool paint made out of cow pies. See these farmland Vikings that fucked around and hit the wrong damn target. So now we in the market. For what dollar? For that grade A beef. I really uh-huh. fought Vikings. These some cosplay geeks. I really fought Raiders in Oakland. Y'all weak. I can't wait to make y'all choke on y'all teeth. They jump us from behind because they shook how we mob deep. You got to feel the havoc from a prodigy. Who hides me? That would be not nada. Y'all both built like grandfathers. <laughs> it's top dollar, the top shotter, the all father. About to send y'all back to Valhalla. Uh, man, face to face, they be like, no. Uh-uh. Wanna be on attack, but I'm here to drop the bomb. I'm the wrong one to think that it's sweet. You will catch this fade like the end of a beat that's concrete. Let me repeat, no stutter. Be fab, hit back, and you just bounce like rubber. Run for cover. OG3 be the cream. You only mid evil, you can't vibe with the king. Look, little big mouth chihuahua. Ha. You know that you can drown in one puddle of wawa. This grown woman business, tell them little kids, Tata. What part do I let slide? Not nada. Think some flames and smoke and ash gon' make me quit. I bring the chaos like a mosh pit. Nasty foot, them things look frostbit. Get spun by your antlers, dear, you've lost it. Uh, 
I don't play games, I just aim. Hit bro, got a hit list for your crew. So the next song we write might be about you. Sunday Sunday shit. Won't see us face to face, see how that looks. They scared to death, they scared to look, they shook. Same old story, we read that book. They scared to death, they scared to look. Living the life as the OG3. Careful what you wish for, cause I'm your genie. Trying to steal our shine like they were some crooks, son. Jelly in the earthquake, you just a shook one. Y'all getting cooked, son. Cause they some shook ones. <laughs> I'm so bad at ending. <laughs> What's an so interesting thing bad. to be mad about. Tell you right now, you want to put out a banger, you put fucking Mob Deep on the, at the uh, fucking instrumental. I know, right? Oh Those my god, that was great. <laughs> that was awesome. <sighs> oh my god, that was the best thing ever. Yeah, that was pretty dope. I'm so glad that they're back in the company, you know? Oh, yeah. Crazy. Okay, well, I guess we can do SmackDown now. Yep. McIntyre is standing by my side as the brawling brutes get ready to go to war. We've had a 20-year story feud, man. A rivalry. That 20-year rivalry has created mutual respect. Brawling brutes want a broody. <laughs> I said broody, yeah. I can work on that. I'm feeling a little broody right now myself. Will you be our honorary brute? Is that a brutey chance? Another one appears. Those Muppets multiply like freaking rabbits. I want to go to war with my brother. It's war games! Sami Zayn, the honorary oose. We don't care who the fifth guy is. You might say we're feeling pretty oozy about the whole thing. Bloodline will win war games. When you find out who the fifth member of our team is, well, you're probably going to crap your bleeding oozy pants. It's the last thing you're going to expect. Will it be put to the brawling brutes or will it be Sami Zayn? Ricochet and Mustafa Ali go head to head for a place. Okay, we're going to jump ahead to all of that. It's too risky. Ali. What are you thinking? Did you have to think about your career? I can move. I can fight. I'll see you out there, bro. All right. They don't make me put you down. Play harder. I get knocked down, but I get back up. He can move, but everything hurts right now. And again, good match. Really love seeing these two go at it. You know, I mean, hell, it's it's basically two or five live on SmackDown, even though it doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. I mean, hey, once again, let Triple H now is in a point where he's letting these guys cut loose. Like nobody's being held back or restricted anymore. Exactly. Like put on the match. You put like put on as good as a match as if you weren't even here yet. Like the stuff you were capable of doing, go out and do it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice springboard moonsault there. He's finally letting them go the way that they needed to all along because Ricochet was really suffering. I think more than most oh of us because Ricochet was coming out there and just doing his one-trick pony shit. Ricochet was like a main event regular. He'd fallen so far. But it's like now you have guys where it's like everybody looks like a contender. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like everybody looks like they just need to have one good night and it's off to the races. Listen, bro. We need to be on the same page, all right? I'm, I'm chill. I am. Gonna shake a breath, Sammy. Yeah. yeah cool right. down, bro. Go cool. Chill. Go cool chill. it down. Man, he don't need to be. Hey, Uzi, you, you don't need to worry about him, bro. We need to figure out who the fifth member is. You know what it is, all right? That's yeah. what we gotta do. Hey, sorry. Uh, you know that thing we talked about earlier? Yeah. Hey, crack Jay again. <laughs> <laughs> he cracks Jay left and right. <laughs> I know how much that record meant to you. How are you holding up? We know that when we want to become tag team champions, we have to win one match. We're not in the best mood right now, Caleb. Yeah, Caleb. Incredibly disappointing, more so because of like how hard we worked, all oh, the ridicule. Come on, the new day. Don't be disappointed. You two still have a record. Being the biggest bunch of clowns in WWE. <laughs> For the past eight years, you've been making a mockery of it. Of course, now it's up to us to shake the hands and grab the buttocks. Oh, you know who this dude looks like? Who? Who? Lurch! Lurch! That's him! Hey, is there any relation, bro? Great. How about we go find a tag team partner and y'all What's up, George? Can meet us out in the ring. Thank you for yep. proving our points. We accept. Yeah. Yo, when he walks away, Woods is like, go answer the door. Because he's hurt. fucked up. That's awesome. Three weeks, and I can still barely talk. Three weeks, man. Tonight is about revenge. Tonight's a fresh start. He sounds cooler like that. Go out there. Yeah. Take the fight to him. You got it. Madcap Moss was a carrying cross. So, even though obviously we know they are like a shoot couple, I like this angle just because I mean the fact that they're a shoot couple is gonna make it come off more natural. Yeah, hopefully we'll see how how it continues to come across. I don't know if they go for a mixed gender match or what the hell mixed tag match or I have no idea. I mean, Scarlet's wrestled before, so I could see this being some way to like kind of work her into the ring. Yeah, it's very possible. Emma's with Madcap, the guy who's in the ring right now. That's about to tap. That poor baby. <laughs> he hung in there for a little while, but he. Yeah, let's get past all the Bray stuff straight to where he talk. I've been conditioned my entire life to be a certain way. I was conditioned to be strong. I was conditioned to take. And when I look at it, it is covered in ashes and blood. Can I actually change? I know exactly how I would handle this situation. I wanted to apologize to L.A. Knight. For seven days, 
the cheap shot heard around the world each time it gets me a little bit hotter than the last last week you say you get me nobody's ever understood me nobody's ever gotten me as i look into your eyes i think you do respect me i just want to <laughs> <laughs> slapped me right in. <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> accept it, okay? That's it. There's a lot I want to do to you right now, and I'm not going to, okay? We're even. <laughs> That's my house. That's how I do that. I can't believe you got him twice. Yo, the internet memed the hell out of that face, too. Right there. <laughs> you said that boy made the meme populace. Shotzi takes on the Hey, yo, Cross. Are you the fifth member? Nah. This ain't him, Moose. I am not a follower. So we won't see you out there when Sammy takes on Butch later, right? You're not trying to make a name for yourself off the bloodline. When I come to take Roman's titles, which I will, I'm not going to show up in some pack. I'm going to show up all on my own. Hmm. Hi, hi. Next up, Shotzi versus Shayna. Uh-huh. I mean, if Shayna's there to lose, which you kind of knew going into this match, right? Yeah. She had to unfortunately be the sacrificial lamb in this one. Yeah, she's always going to be Ronda's baddest bestie, but that's about it. It's yeah, kind of sadly, but yeah, I like I do still appreciate the fact that like Shotzi's getting this kind of spotlight, like. I think she's been kind of she's been hunting this spot. I mean, because at the end of the day, she's getting a high profile match with Ronda Rousey. If you ain't made it at that point, I don't know what else there is. But it's the complete uh, opposite of the booking that she was getting when Vince was in charge. They were treating yeah. Shotzi like shit for a long time. Like they took everything from Shotzi that made her Shotzi, and Triple H put it all back. The tank, her being a face, her just hurling her body in every other direction, like. If you're going to make the girl a star, use what makes her a star to do that. Don't mm -hmm. take shit away from her. Exactly. Who just apologized to who out there? By the way, your question's trash. It's not an insult, Matt. Yeah. Good night. And then look at how he's found out the final destination, his ass. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. All right, look at that. That's the like power of ass whooping in a half. Like, that's the power of Bray and Uncle Howie. I look like the aftermath of a sleeping dog's fight. Some would say. Da -da six man tag. Braun Strowman in the New Days, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods up against Imperium, Giovanni, Vinci, Gunther, and Ludwig Kaiser. Very fun six man. Mm -hmm. Very cool. What do you think of Woods' mustache look? I like it for him. It fits him. Yeah, you think so? I don't usually warm up to new mustache. This is going to be a weird phrase for years in my life. I don't usually warm up to new mustaches that quick, but his, I like it. 
that that's probably line of the fucking episode. I don't normally right. come up to new mustaches that quick. Like Cody's, it took me a little while. Orton's, it took me a little while. His first time I saw it, I was like, okay, that works. His mustache, you approve? It's probably because he's the only person where I could see him pulling off a mustache. So like, it's not like it was ever out of the range of possibility for me. Now, if I could get rid of bronze elf pants, that'd be great. Yeah, and his shirt, the whole thing. Let's change your clothes, bro. Midnight hour brings it in. semifinal matchup in our main event tonight yes indeed congratulations on your victory teaming up with the new day you certainly sent a strong message to gunter taking that intercontinental championship off gunther's hands whoa whoa listen Brian, i know you're looking way too far into the future flippy flippers your words not mine it might come back to bite you <laughs> he didn't like that flippy flipper shit they I, mean, I, would an I would job him to ricochet just for that <laughs> Smackdown World Cup first round match Sami Zayn being accompanied by the Bloodlines Jimmy and Jey Uso and Solo Sokoa Against Butch being accompanied by The, the uh, Drew McIntyre, Rich Holland and Sheamus I guess we call him the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre I mean hey he's an honorary Brute so. yeah, He's an honorary Brute so we'll just call him the Brucies The Brucies <laughs> That's what they call themselves right Brucie I'm feeling Brucie are you feeling Brucie we're Brucie We're Brucie Okay right yeah, that's what it is. Yo, what did we deserve to deserve? What did we do right to deserve this match? <laughs> it was a cool match, right? Oh, dude, this was like Christmas. <laughs> I was having so much fun by the end. I forgot it was for, it, it was just not even like the finals. It was just like the first round. Sammy can go, man. They're finally letting him be the wrestler that he is. Like, no, for nothing. He hung in there with, at one point, the longest reigning UK champion. Like, and then Butch goes and over. Butch goes, yep. And that leads to chaos. Immediately get the spinning solo. I love how even when he's making a run in, he waits for the beat to drop. Yeah, he does a walk in running. <laughs> Drew took off his shirt because he knew this was serious shit, right? He's like, I better take off my shirt if he's going to be here. Blow for blow. Same thing. How long has it been since we've seen Sheamus and Roman feud? And there's the fifth man. And so the drama begins. Surprise! But now he caught the stunner. You stunned my oos. So that is a game changer because that gives brawling brutes a major advantage. Because Owens is our because now they have the only person in the match who's ever been in war games. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I kind of wish they would do, even if they only ever do it once. What's that? When the Usos do that thing that a lot of heels like to do, where they're searching around, seeing if they could find who the fifth man is, 
I just want one time it to be one of the people they walk up to and be like, no, I'm not the fifth man. Later tonight. No, I lied. I was the fifth man. (laughs) 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 I just want to see it happen just one time. Unbelievable. (laughs) I was just bullshit. It was me. Because it's always somebody they didn't confront. And I'm like, there's one time I always want somebody to just straight lie to them. So at a house show after this, L.A. Knight uh, addressed what happened on SmackDown. This fucking guy, man. He's, yeah. he's good. He's the one who's scared. Why did he slap that motherfucker twice then? Right. I was like, <laughs> you know, he, I ain't never seen nobody slap him, man. they scared. <laughs> he double tapped. Oh, my God. I love that he got back to this gimmick. <laughs> I'll tell you, all I need is for him to get the Facts of Life talk show back, and it's going to be perfect. Smackdown. Button it all. Hit the button. Show me. Yeah. 
SmackDown did 2,130,000 viewers, up from the 2,114,000 from the last week, definitely up from the 1,970,000 from the previous week. The SmackDown After Survivor Series is going to be on Fox Sports 1 instead of Fox because of the fact that the Pac-12 College Football Championship game coverage will be taking place at that time. And then they're going to run it again at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you get two replays of SmackDown. This is going to be at the Key Bank Center in Buffalo, New York. Ooh, that means Rampage is quadruple fuck. Oh, how? Oh, they got to go. Because think about it. They got to go after. They usually go after SmackDown at 10. Now they're going head to head with a SmackDown replay. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> it's the shittiest Monday Night Wars ever. Yo, Rampage about to have impact numbers next week. Oh, we'll see. I don't know if a replay is gonna fuck them up. I don't know. <laughs> you know I'm they ain't to doing too a, great with nothing there. I'm gonna try to remain a little optimistic about this, man. You know, I don't want them to fall that far on their face. We'll see what happens, though. <laughs> but anyway, that being said, it's time for Raw because we have to go over the predictions. We have to go over the predictions for the Survivor Series this Saturday. By the way, don't forget, guys, there's a watch along right here in this channel. You can come hang out with us for the watch along. Raw 1539 came to us from Albany, New York, from the MVP Arena. I guess this we is MVP's arena. Yeah, yeah, we did. Whatever. Two or three times, remember. actually. I don't remember. I don't care. I keep track. It's been a couple. <laughs> With the bloodline. I joined the War Games match as the fifth man against the bloodline. Roman, this Saturday, I'm coming to remind you just who the hell I am. Being the guy that kicks your ass and takes your title. So guess what? Tonight, I didn't come alone. And look where they're coming from. Which team will gain the advantage at Survivor Series? I told our Muppet Sam Zayn who the fifth member was, and he crapped his oozy little pants. Abusing their power, abusing the numbers game. All of that is going to change. Are you ready for a war? The show that the Judgment Day runs. Show some respect to the Judgment Day. I hope the bloodline smash you at Survivor Series. Show your ugly mugs on Raw. Judgment Day won't be so nice. Two Irishmen, two fighting Irishmen here in America. Why don't we do the Judgment Day versus the Brawler Brutes? Oh yeah, now you're speaking our language. The Judgment Day. Oh, there we go. No Teddy Long here, so we just go straight into shit, right? Straight into the fight, holla holla. Six-man tag team match. The Judgment Day's Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Finn Balor being accompanied by Rhea Ripley against the Brawling Brutes, Butch, Rich Holland, and Sheamus with, of course, Drew McIntyre accompanying there. And yeah, a lot of brawling going on here. A lot of brutality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was cool to see these teams mix up because uh, usually they're on opposite shows, but... For the sake of Survivor Series, hey, a little crossover ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Dominic gets that street cred, right? He's becoming the perfect worm. Right. You know, good for him. He's easily hateable. So good at it so fast. Like, like dude, how are you this good this quick? Look at that finger stomps vintage done. 
or booch. Booch. I always. Think I always love how I always love how it's finger stomps into a head kick. Look at that! I love that he's able to get turned inside out there like that at that size. You know, pretty wild. Yeah, his selling's always been amazing. Mm-hmm. Like during his UK Championship run, I used to be concerned for him sometimes. Backdrop, leg drop combination there. This guy's shoulder blocks are convincing. Got to give him credit for that. Right. Even even Holland doesn't suck. It's crazy. Yeah, no, this was definitely one of the better matches, that's for sure. I love when this yeah. when, when Dominic becomes warm. You're like, look at <laughs> So where you think you're going? <laughs> Yo, the look of terror on his face. That is a boy that says if he catches me, I'm dead. Where do you think you're going? <laughs> oh my god, you found it again! Oh, <laughs> Unbelievable. This was a good fight. Oh I liked it. Irish curse. I put a little bit of spin into that Irish curse. And you got the OC at the top of the ramp. Look at that. This reminds me of old school WWE stuff. You got all these different stables pissed at one another. You right. had nowhere to run. See, you made too many enemies, Dominic. And now you have to deal with super powered creatures. I love that now he does that where, like, if you try to run away, he'll just keep going. Mm -hmm. You make it worse for yourself. And that's it. Dominic loses via bro kick. Bro kick that shit out of him. Mm -hmm. And then the fight doesn't end there. Stunner, fuck you. That was the fuck you stunner. <laughs> Weeks now, you have put the Miz's alibis to the test. Plan on doing tonight in your rematch against him? Realize you couldn't beat me in a typical Mike fashion. And that doesn't sit right with me. What about Dexter Loomis? The only thing I want out of this whole thing with Dexter Loomis, I'm not going to get involved in his business next week if he doesn't get involved in mine tonight just johnny wrestling versus whatever phony character miz wants to be tonight this time i get explode later absolutely love it johnny gargano have it on good authority miz is gonna take his what the fuck why did they do that <laughs> put back perry boy put back my rebel heart like what the fuck's wrong with them <laughs> Cut it out. This is like the, the the second or third time, right? Like like the heel remix that that, that was fine, but this no, no, none of the no. remixes are fine. This, 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 it's like that's the one person's shit they don't have to mess with, and they keep messing with it. But for anyone that didn't hear it, Love it. WWE Hall of Sounds like if One Direction did a remix of it. Like, what? is it a man singing? Hold on, let's let's hear this. Yes, it's a man. <laughs> Bro, they fuck with this guy's thing all the time. All the time. Ugh. He has like, like one of the best fucking songs in the whole company. And every fucking time we see him, they're trying to mess with it. Like, leave it alone. Leave like, like, his... Like when, like when they did the heel thing in NXT, okay, that makes sense. Rebel Heart's a face song. But that just... No! <laughs> 
There's no logic there. None whatsoever. Like I said, this is what we want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like this? And if one of you turds goes, oh, there's a girl singing the song, I'm gonna kick you in the throat. Like, what? I feel like he had one of the most perfect things for his character and everything. They just keep fucking with it. Wait, him and Champa had the two songs where I haven't seen somebody's music fit somebody else better. That's weird. Out of all the people. Ugh. Yeah, but for whatever reason, I don't know why it ever. George Zane got the balls to change Ronda's music. <laughs> that was her UFC walkout song. They changed that shit. She'll walk the fuck out. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, if you guys want to hear the <laughs> new vocals, here it is in the chat room for you. Which at that point, I got questions about your saying if you want to hear that shit. Ugh. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Rather listen to Nick Cannon's rap album. Miz is going to take his pound of flesh. And his opponent, This week... I injured myself doing a TikTok. I found you a worthy of <laughs> the Nigerian giant Omos behind the giant MVP in tow as more dangerous tonight than we've ever seen him before. It's on TikTok. Sucks to be you. Who Johnny Gargano or a grown man who injured himself doing a TikTok? I mean, Johnny having to fight this big behemoth of a motherfucker. You know? <laughs> God. Yo, the size difference is ridiculous. It really is. Like, why is he? I don't know what more concerning. Why Johnny's so small compared to him? Why Omar's so fucking big? He got injured doing Marius. That's a good way to go out. <sighs> yeah, no. The line in a triple threat match. First things first. How are you feeling? I would say uh, I've never felt better. You'll defend your United States title in a triple threat. How are you preparing? Graves, you, you know I asked for this match, right? Two birds with one stone situation, if you know what I mean. Now, as for Austin Theory, uh, he's lost everything and he may be more dangerous. Yeah, what is with his background? As somewhat of an expert on cash-ins, I actually <laughs> thought that was very well-timed. He tried to- It's like everything wrong, don't question it. Pick up your little cell phone, call Cody Rhodes. You ask him how his rehab is going. And after Survivor Series, I will still be the United States champion. Seth freaking Rollins, you don't understand me. And I've hit rock bottom, and it's the best thing. I'm no longer the youngest this or the next big that. I'm a new man, and I will be taken serious. This entire business is going to know what time it is. Because anybody that wants to step up is going to be sent home bobby you're somewhere probably punching a hole through a wall pay attention close to what i do to mustafa ali tonight because it will be the result of what happens this saturday at survivor series from austin theory and speaking of the the darker theory that brings us to mustafa ali versus austin theory mustafa ali gets fed 
to everyone. Doesn't he gets he? beaten up just for existing in this company now. Yeah, that's all it's about, man. Being fed around. He's still looking good in his matches, don't get me wrong, but he's he's being used as enhancement talent. He's a hand. A very good hand. I wish he found the rest of his outfit. Like, why'd he stop with his... Uh, I like the bodysuit with the glow-in-the-dark shit and all of that other stuff. Not just shorts. He's not over enough for the bodysuit anymore. Aw, I take away his stuff. Mustafa he leveled Jabba. down. He can't handle that one. Mustafa Jabba. That's what he just said in the chat. Jabba Ali. It's kind of like armor in an RPG. If you're not high level enough, you can't wear it. Look up here. You got my attention now. Give these people of Albany preview of Survivor Series right now. Look at you, Theory. You know what? I thought you were in the first SUV out of town. You had the briefcase. You could have cashed it in. You still couldn't get the job done. I remember Brock Lesnar kicked her ass. Bobby Lashley wanted redemption. Bobby Lashley couldn't get the job done. That kid is dead and gone. Here we go. Lashley wants to let his actions do the talking, but backing away, that's for sure. But here goes Bobby Lashley. What's with the fucking red and yellow everybody's wearing? Right. Blow for blow. Everybody have a beat shot, brother. Brother. The best part about this is <laughs> his whole thing is that kid's dead now. I'm a new man. You're going to see how dangerous I am. I'm Austin Theory, the most dangerous man. And then he gets thrown over this, right? Wee! So he finds a chair. Here comes my danger. I'm going to be dangerous. Oh, shit! Oh shit! He was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" You know, he was even better about this. Look at him here. So then he throws poor Mustafa. Mustafa's been getting thrown into everybody. He throws Mustafa as a fucking as a as a sacrifice. And then look at his face. I gotta I gotta go back, man. That motherfucker. I look like boy. I see bitch in your eyes. Look at the terror! Look at the another, terror! Another person with the terror. I see bitch in your eyes. <laughs> he wanted to get the fuck out of so much for a new man, right? That man ran new man, same fear. <laughs> oh. And now poor Mustafa gets thrown again. No. Yo, you! Oh my God! You know what? You, you know what happened right there? What? Ali took a consolation ass whooping. He's been taking I a can't lot of consolation ass whoopings. Whoop he keeps getting thrown into the background. He's like he's become like their uh, what's his name? The one that that, that Rusev beat down the ramp. Oh, <laughs> he's Ali Del Sol. Fuego oh, Del Sol. No. Yeah, he's like oh, the Fuego no. Del Sol of Raw. Motherfucker, <laughs> Del Sol. Fuego the soul. <laughs> the only difference is they have the decency now they have his pyro go off at the same time. Oh my god. Too good. Anyway, we're gonna skip all the stuff. Tag team match. Elias and Matt Riddle going up against Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis. Bright future in 
This was a this was crazy. The whole show This match was fucking crazy. These guys felt like they were wrestling all night. Like they nearly <laughs> killed each other in this match. I'm kidding. I, this is the workhorse match of the night, man. These guys nearly killed each other out there. They went so long. You would think that this would have been safe for a more serious feud, but these guys were like at war. This was their Survivor Series. They were like, look, <laughs> none of you guys are going to be at Survivor Series, so we want you to wrestle on Raw like it is Survivor Series. I, this match really fucking stood out for me. Keep in mind, we're already, at the, match we're already at the point where they've gone past the commercial break, you know, and they're still wrestling their ass off. I like that apron German suplex that he did there. Second commercial break, by the way. Here we are. We're back. You know, this was a lot longer than it looked. Trust me when I say that. I, I like see that world freaking... title matches not get two commercial breaks. Yeah, I like that electric chair bulldog slam goes for the Vader bomb misses. But yeah, this was these guys weren't playing around with this. This was very well done. You know, the future's in good hands with the people that they have on the roster now. You know, Elias is Amen. back to being Elias, not fucking Ezekiel or any of that other shit. He can wrestle normal again. You know, everybody's doing what they should have been doing all along. So I'm really proud to see that. This yeah. was absolute madness. Yeah. Like, look at these guys go floating, bro. I'm both of you. Then drift away into another floating, bro. Excellent stuff. Oh, wait. We got to definitely hear this. True that's what we do here Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin being accompanied by JBL. Fantastic match between these two. Yeah, I feel like Drew fights everybody. He really does. But then once again, in this match, another case of Triple H putting something back the way it was supposed to be. Drew's on the market for every freaking body, bro. (laughs) You need a good match. You need a big man. Send Drew. Send for Drew. He's going to work all the matches. He fight everybody. Corbin looking good as always. I guess the JBL combination works. It wasn't, for me personally, it doesn't do anything because I think Corbin was fine on his own, but I don't mind having JBL around. I don't think it helps yeah. elevate them at all, but you know they, they work all right together, I suppose. He got the rub, and that's good. Better well, to have yeah. it than not to have it. Maybe you could start inheriting some of um, JBL's offense. How good would somebody at this speed be if he picks up a few of JBL's moves? I think the last thing that roster needs is this big, fast motherfucker hitting clothes on from hell. Open up the heat a little bit faster than JBL. I don't think they need that. Yeah. Definitely, there's more speed in the bigger men now than there ever has been in the business, you know? Right. Tozawa's back. So when he showed his clothes last week, he must have just been showing that he's giving up his ninja clothes. Because yeah, you and there's something oddly mm-hmm. specific about this change in character. What's that? The blonde hair? That's Tozawa's evolved look. 
Yeah, and he's so back to he's, regular clothes. So Triple H took it even further back. Well, we don't need him to be dressed as a ninja if there's no 24-7 title anymore. That, that was the whole point yeah. of that. No more ninja power bullshit. He's back to be Akira freaking Tozawa. Yeah. Amen to that. Finn Balor, one on one. This Saturday at Survivor Series, you go one on one. Finn Balor. Finn and I, we were close. These are my brothers. This is my sister. We are the OC. And at Survivor Series, I give him the beating that he deserves. I'm going to make it phenomenal. You think I'm a bad guy? I'm the devil. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this is the devil. See you in the judgment day. These men and women cannot stand each other. Finn Balor and AJ Styles meet. Vader leader is of the two. They sprung for the extra insurance. We need to restore some order. Okay, wow. That I love how that was, that was so great because I just heard bodies colliding with environment that whole time. <laughs> Right, not the first person she's told that to. They've really, Oscar's really leveled down, huh? Super nerf on Yeah. Huh? She's just sort of there. They're not pushing her at all. I guess that's the way that you can't push everybody at once. I suppose. Is this Rhea's? Like, when's the last time I've seen Rhea in a singles match? I think this is. I want to say this might be Rhea's like second or third raw match since she was um able to go wrestle again. Well, good. Glad she's getting those in there. Yeah, getting back in the groove. Mm-hmm. Looking good. I mean, that's a hell of an advantage that Damage Control's team has because not only do you have a girl with war war games experience, you have a girl who captained a winning team in war games. She's really taking it to Asuka, too, you know? My fucking Asuka's done leveled down. Rhea's leveled up. <laughs> Well, they made her a comedy character. Comedy characters get fucked up like this. Especially when mommy out here dishing out ass weapons. I mean, I really it's can't complain. You're going to say we're here looking like a final boss. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, you know? She, she, she looks like what her. you run into at the end of the game. You better hope you leveled up. Of the hip attack fails, get caught up in the ropes. Northern Lights for this close two count. Pump handle reversed, went into the Oscar lock with that. That's pretty dope. I've never seen a Riptide reverse like that before. That was smooth. Mm hmm. And then, of course, the Jabba's coming. Well, freaking Bianca and the Jabba. I was about to say the Jabba and, and, uh, to, and Bianca. I'm used to not being her with the. <laughs> I usually come marching down and get their asses kicked later. Yeah, it is turned into mayhem. Every single match is turning into mayhem. They really want you to get that War Game Survivor Series vibe going. Yeah, everybody's fighting for survival. 
Good. And the I one like element it. that's still out there is that uh, Bianca's team still is one member down. Mm-hmm. We have the guys have every member selected and are ready to roll. It's going to be one hell of a pay-per-view, that's for sure. And look at oh, poor yeah. Oscar getting the stomp out there. They just show up. And that is that. If they didn't have Bianca, they'd be fucked. Mm-hmm. So Raw. That's the go-home show because we still have a SmackDown after that. However, and George brought it up before, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, <laughs> that's mean of me, but in the spirit of Thanksgiving, there was, there was actually a reunion of sorts. A father-son reunion, right? This was magical. I'm here for the holidays. I brought, I brought mommy here. To, I brought mommy here. To Why are you, you filming? Dominic? I'm here for the holidays, for Thanksgiving dinner. I, I brought her to introduce her to the family. What? You know, this never even crossed my mind as a thing that could happen. <laughs> I don't know why. What are you doing here too? What? What? Don? It's not the time, Don. Please. It's the holiday. Don't, don't play stupid with me. Today is not the time, okay? Let us enjoy Thanksgiving. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Hell no. Don't you shut that door on me. My left knee, no, my right knee. <laughs> Damn, bro. Holy shit. They weren't fucking around. They step on his neck and shit. What the fuck? Wow, that was amazing. I can't believe that this was on fucking nothing. <laughs> you know? Yo. I. <laughs> Holy I love shit. that. Like, what, what makes this so much funnier for me is I, for some reason, it never crossed my mind. Oh, shit. They're going to have to see him Thanksgiving. <laughs> they didn't have to see him. He came over. Wow, these yo, are villains, man. huh? These are fucking bad guys. Yo, <laughs> Straight up you, bad you, guys. You know now that by default is the greatest home invasion in WWE history. That was very like interesting. That, that I mean, it's the Brian Pillman gun episode. That time. I mean, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't in WWE history. It was in Instagram history. You know what I mean. 
<laughs> they didn't even put in a Raw SmackDown. They'll have to show it on SmackDown, I guess, now, right? Yeah. That's fucking funny. Like, bro, he came, he came over for Thanksgiving and kicked his dad's ass and then left. That motherfucker had that motherfucker had Thanksgiving dinner with Rhea and Buddy and had a story to go with it. Raw did one million six hundred and forty thousand viewers with a point forty one in the eighteen to forty nine demographic, down a little bit from the one million six hundred forty eight thousand viewers last week, down by eight thousand. Obviously, point forty four those they were up in the demographic. They're in the mid one point five million average. You ha- you know how it is. Yeah, they usually kind of dance around there. Every now and yeah. then they hit that two million. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And as you guys know, this Saturday in this very chat room, we will be here starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, I believe, for the kickoff uh, for Survivor Series. And then we're going to do the full watch along. We're going to hang out in the chat. And those of you that want to hang out in the lounge that have lounge passes, hang out with us backstage during it. It's a lot of fun. Well, not you're welcome. The, the Twitch room's just as good, man. We just watch along and, and type in the chat room. Yep. We obviously we vote live. We, we vote live. The voting no longer happens. This used to be the point in the show where we would vote on all of the matches and give our predictions. We still give our predictions, but there is no voting because we vote live during the watch along here. We are not airing the, the pay-per-view here to avoid confusion with that. But this is a nice gathering place uh, just for us to shoot the shit about the matches. And with that, let's talk a little bit about Survivor Series War Games, Saturday, November 26th. Yep. To think a match we didn't think we'd see back in this company that came back at NXT is now on the main roster. Okay, let me get these matches here. So we have... First Survivor Series match. United States title triple threat match. Seth Rollins defending his United States Championship against Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. Oh, obviously Rollins has to retain in this one. You don't think the new dangerous Austin Theory is going to slink away with it? Nah. Seth for the win. I can see. I, I see them kind of says. breaking him away and then having Theory and Lashley feud. Hmm. This one's tough, man. This is Survivor Series. It's where you make or break careers. Yeah. The last thing we need is Rollins having... I'm willing to sacrifice Theory and Lashley and not have another short Rollins U.S. title run. I think you're going to have another short Rollins U.S. title run. I think Theory is going to take it. That's what they sacrificed the money in the bank for. This new aggressive Theory has to manifest himself somewhere. And it certainly wasn't running away after Bobby Lashley looked at him angrily. Hey, it might have been I, running after Bobby. <laughs> I have to believe that this is the beginning of it. As much as I like Rollins as the uh, champion, I have to think that this is going to be a Theory run here so i'm going austin theory i could be wrong it wouldn't surprise me rollins is perfectly safe to keep it with yeah there's no there's no wrong answer really between the three guys here yeah any any of the three are credible uh champions no way theory is built long-term booking 
is what George says. See, George is kind of thinking along my thing where it's going to be it's going to be a slow climb up for Theory. Like he's hit rock bottom and now he's kind of slowly on the way back up. I mean, otherwise, what the fuck's everything that we've gone through with Theory 4 if it's just for him to lose here? I feel like this whole storyline is more about him than about even Rollins. Yeah. I kind of think Rollins that the only reason... And... Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of think that the only reason why Rollins was given this title was to elevate it for Theory. He's the only one who started making it important, right? Yeah. Oh, but I... just passing it back to Theory isn't going to do it any good. I whereas, I see see, I, whereas I see what they're probably going to do, I could see Theory uh, theory accidentally costing Lashley or Lashley costing Theory, and then those two break off and feud for a little bit. That's a possibility, too. Because, because they, 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 when, you, when you look at these three, Theory and Lashley have been interacting a lot more than Seth has. Seth has been with either of those two. Mm-hmm. I could see that. So it seems, like it seems like they're kind of building it to break those two away. Yeah, but I think there'll be an upset. I could see it going that way, but I think we'll see an upset here. We'll see. We'll see. This is no particular order, by the way. They don't tell us the order of these kind of matches. This is the War Games 10-man tag match. Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, the Brawling Brutes, Butch, Rich Holland, and Sheamus against the Bloodlines, Jay and Jimmy Uso with Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, and Solo Sokoa. This one is very tricky for me only because, I mean, obviously it's the Bloodline. But you know how I am with these War Games matches. Brawling Brutes have two guys who have not only been in war games, but have won in war games before. That gives them a huge advantage. Nobody on the bloodline side has ever been in this thing. And I feel like if there was ever a time to have the bloodline at least lose one time, a stage like Survivor Series in war games would be the place to do it. Um... I'd be because I because what, I, cause what I could see, I could be at some I could see it being something involving Jay and Sammy accidentally costed them. I for one would be shocked. I mean, it has to be the bloodline. I mean, but hey, right you there. said what better place to do it to shock somebody than a Survivor Series? Well, yeah, but you shock somebody by making a star. Who the fuck are we making on that team? I mean. There's nobody you, you got a better chance of making a star on Brutes than Bloodline at this point because the Bloodline are gods at this point. <laughs> yeah, which is why we give it to them because there's really nothing to do. Like it's sort of a makeshift team on the other side. Not that I don't like you, it. You shake things up a little bit. I think eventually Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's feud will be broken off of this whole thing and just become its own crazy ass feud. You know, I like the way that it is though. But no, nah, I got to go bloodline here. I just think that there's going to be another W for them. Yeah, I, I see. I see Jay accidentally costing it because say, like he, he made such a point to be like, why are you calling a W for the bloodline? Because they're going to win, you know, but we'll see. We the ones George is going to put in the chat. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I, I have confidence with the with the uh, 10 man tag. That will be the bloodline for this. All right, next up, 
AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Why is this match have Carl Anderson, Lou Gallows, and Mia Yim at ringside along with Damian Priest, Dominic, and Rhea Ripley? Like, you could have just had another fucking Survivor Series match. You put all of the people in this stable outside of the ring and just made it an AJ Styles versus Finn Balor match. I don't even get that. <laughs> Why not? No Everybody's here. Look, Survivor Series, remember? Remember how this works? You got the other fucking three guys for each team right there. <laughs> Does that make sense? But I'm picking AJ because Finn caught him last time, and and AJ's never beaten Finn before. So like AJ would need this win a little bit more than Finn would. And also, I don't know if you had heard, AJ hasn't won on pay per view in three years. Yeah, that I did. Like, yeah, we gotta. I, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need AJ. Like. I could go with AJ. George is not one. being dumb. It's using common sense. Yeah, I could go with an AJ on this one. Like, like if somebody hadn't won in three years, like, come on now. Get that going. <laughs> what what what's Finn losing going to hurt George? Tell me that. The bloodline's been kicking everybody's asses. I think that this is they, they need the, the OC just got back. They need to fucking win, for God's sakes. Right. George, is, everybody's over in this match. Everybody's equally match. over. What are you talking about? Yeah, they're all over, but that, you know, like these guys, they have to show some threat. Like, what are they going to do? Rhea Ripley right. slamming them around and shit? Like, literally, she's physically <laughs> fucking throwing them around. Like, at some point. Isn't that the whole point of them bringing Mia Yim in to even the odds? You don't even the odds, and then pff, they lose. That's not how that works. This motherfucker say Carl and Anderson. Uh, <laughs> War Games. 10 woman tag team match. Damage controls Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky, along with Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley, going up against Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Bianca Belair, Mia Yim, and yet to be chosen. Is it chosen on SmackDown, the fourth opponent for, for Bianca Belair's side? It probably will be, but mm-hmm. I've been hearing it might be Becky. That'd be great. If it's Becky, Bianca's team's winning this. But see, I'm looking at it like, see, once again, I go back to the experience thing. Three people in Damage Control's team have already been in here. Yeah, this one's Nobody on choose. Bianca's side has been in war games before. George says it'll be oh. Sasha. Sasha's they ain't no nobody needs Sasha inconvenience everybody in this fucking match. I'm trying to keep the drama away from this. But this yeah, one's I've been here. Choose because that fifth person up there is going to be a fucking wild card. That's going to make or oh, break yeah. that whole team. Because I know I've been hearing that Becky's recovery has actually been going way faster than they expected. So it's I a- could see her possibly being ready by the time uh by the time War Games comes around. It could be Becky. It could be Sasha. It could be Charlotte. You could put so many people in that spot up there. I'm gonna pick not Sasha for the part. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, I, th- I think I'm picking. I'm thinking I'm picking um Bianca's team for this. Because it's kind of funny with war games. I've noticed familiarity and unpredictability work kind of hand in hand. And Bianca's captaining the team. She's been in war games before, so she kind of knows what she's doing in there. I know Sasha changed her name, but she didn't really change her name. What she did was she put uh, Mercedes 
Vercado or whatever, also known as Sasha Banks, also known as whatever the fuck she's known as in Star Wars. She put all her credentials on her Twitter. Maybe she's learning not to just put all her eggs in one basket. And maybe part of her contract agreement is when I come back, I want to be Mercedes because I don't want to lose any of my credentials or credibility when I'm here. I'll also be Sasha, kind of like they did with Mia Yim and Meechin. You know, which I love how the fans immediately started shitting on it, and then she revealed, like, yeah, it's literally just a childhood nickname. See, that's the case where it works because it's actually a part of the person. Tough one, isn't it? <laughs> this one's tough because we don't know the, all the facts. We don't know all the facts. It'd be it's rough. Like Bailey's, the whole stable's really OP. Like yeah, they've been they've been wrecking everybody. Like what would a, it, it's kind of a thing where it's like what would a loss hurt for hurt them, which would be nothing. But at the same thing, it wouldn't be a surprise if they won. See, this is why both war games matches for hard because I could see it going either way. That's another thing I like with Triple H bringing this match back up. War Games has never been this hard to pick. What if it's someone from NXT, George said? Who would be from NXT, though? That's the thing, man. Like, I couldn't... There's nobody I could think of from NXT that would would make sense for it to come up. That's the tough one. See, that's the only that's the only problem I kind of that's the only problem I see with that idea is just like I couldn't see anybody from NXT that Bianca would be like hey she'd be the one Nikita Lyons is what George thinks I don't know she has her own yeah, she, no, she's feeling with Zoe Stark that'd be weird for her to just be like alright I'm gonna go do this war games match real quick I'm gonna go with the Bianca team just cause I feel like they have a lot focused on that mystery partner yeah and as prediction for the mystery partner I'm going Becky Fair enough. And then that leaves only one more match. Get it up on the screen here. And that is the SmackDown Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi. Obviously, Ronda's going over, but I think Shotzi's going to put on the performance of a lifetime. Like they have let that girl turn a hundred percent loose, so it's going to be. I'm, I'm, I'm more invested in seeing how she performs versus the outcome because we all know Ronda's not losing this right now. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't see Ronda losing it to Shotzi as much as I like Shotzi. Like that'd yeah. be crazy. This is definitely going to be one of those matches where I'm looking forward to see what Shotzi does when the lights are on bright. Because we, because I think this is her first, yeah, this is her first singles championship opportunity overall in WWE. Yeah, so this will be a good test for her. All right, well, Survivor Series, guys, Saturday in this chat room, seven PM Eastern Standard Time. We're going to hang out, have a good time. Location is going to be Boston, Massachusetts, TD Garden. Great place. Yep, I'm sure you'll love it. And to think, another Survivor Series and another piece of history being made at this same event. Absolutely. Gonna be a blast. I'm gonna look at the sheets. Looking at the sheets real quick to see what could uh, what could be carried over. 
One well, George, they're, about... not, they're not feeding her to Ronda. They're giving her an opportunity to perform in a high-stakes match. Like, sometimes sometimes it's not even necessarily the win or the loss that's going to get somebody more over. It's just the overall performance. So, wanted to show you something real quick. Bear with me. Oh, this should be fun. <laughs> I don't know if I still want sad one or the other. No, no, no more sad. Oh, thank God. So Dominic, I believe he what did he do? He celebrated his 10 year anniversary with his. Um, yeah, yeah, I believe actually 11, right? Yeah, 11. Yep. 11 year anniversary with his lady. Yeah, congrats to him. And uh, I guess that there was some dispute about whether or not kind of like what happened with Rusev and Lana. You know, whether or not he should have revealed why he's in a storyline with Rhea Ripley, like be taking pictures with his current wife. But I wanted you to hear one person's opinion on it. And then we'll get back. Oh, God. Bro, these guys. Dominic Fuck! Bro, you can't be posting pictures of you and your girlfriend on social media. Like, come come on, bro. Like, what what, what are we doing, Chris? Like... Why? Like why? Like I don't know, bro. If it, if it, if it's I don't know, maybe a birth of a child. If it's something really important, yeah. But I, I don't yeah. know. Bro. It's I it's know. Dominic. Uh, you know, it, it's Dominic. Somehow he, he's being um, mesmerized by Rhea Ripley, um, but at the same time, hey, we've been together for seven years, me and my girl, or eight years, or however long it was. You know, it's like just doesn't make any sense. It I mean, just it separates. Just it just does. I, 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 I mean, if there were a good reason for him to do it, I'd say so. I sure. just, I can't think of one. Yeah, yeah. And here's here's another question I have before we get into um, the next match. Why is Dominic's last name still Mysterio? Like, why does he kept? Why did he keep? Anyway, that's not as important to us as the other thing. What are your thoughts on Dominic showing his real relationship while he's in the storyline? First of all, you lied to me. You said I wasn't going to be sad. I got to see Russo's fucking face. <laughs> I'm instantly sad. So I'm going to explain something to Russo and whoever his little mark of a co-host was. Double digits is pretty fucking important. And the storyline has never directly established that they are a thing. It's just alluded to. It's left up to this thing called imagination. Like, I've never heard so much stupidity in that, like, 45 seconds. It's like, it's like that scene from Billy Madison. We are all dumbing. We are all dumber for having heard it. Like, this, all that told me is you can't put a microphone in front of everybody because not everybody says intelligent shit. Like everyone knows it's a storyline at this point is what you're saying basically. Like it's a story. We know it's a story. And no for nothing, I saw Dominic posting pictures of stuff in his, of him and his girl like year 1 of his career at WWE. Everybody knows about them now. Like holy crap. Yeah, George, notice you said alludes. Allude. It's, it's an angle. He didn't it's allude an, that they've been together for eleven years. He outright fucking said. 
It's an angle. Like, it's not as serious as he's trying to make it out to be. So we got one more weekly to cover, but before we do, I thought this was an interesting NFL Monday Night Football clip. I bet you didn't oh think God. it would happen. <laughs> I'm not sure where this is going. Now. I just thought it was hilarious. This is a Monday Night Football clip here that I want you guys to see. Wrestling fan. And before the game, he got a chance. Ah, yes. The Mexican luchador Pentagon Jr. Pentacero Miedo, which means zero fear. And uh, he brought a mask for George Kittle and a nice moment for 85 here in Mexico City. And I'm sure for Pentagon Jr. Yes, sir. (laughs) So that actually is kind of cool seeing that because lately here and there, whether it be football, soccer, other places, I've been seeing some athletes do the, um, the three up, three down. Nice, interesting. So it's it's kind of cool to see that come full circle like that. I didn't even know Penta was a football fan too. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I thought this. I thought that was a fan at first. I was like, oh shit, that's actually Penta out there. And enough for nothing, a lot of like Lucha Libre fans will tell you if a Luchador gives you a mask, that's some special shit. It doesn't even have to be even his mask, just a mask in general, because they'll take time out there to get those custom made for you. Yeah, it's so interesting seeing him that he yeah. wears his mask out in public like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, luchadors take that stuff seriously. The ma- Like, I've seen, I've heard stories of luchadors getting uh, buried with their masks still on. Like, the character goes beyond the ring for them. Yeah. Well, now we know he's a football fan. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I guess one more thing before we cover NXT, because we're going to cover NXT yep. and then wrap up here. What's going uh, on, King Quest? What's up, Quest? How you doing? Just bear with me. We have so much stuff. A laundry list. <laughs> so Nikki Cross posted this. I don't know if you saw this. Yes, and it made me so happy. The, the, I, you know, I almost started to comment, bitch, Christmas is next month. Why do you do this to me now? Do you get the reference? Yep. The almost a superhero, super duper jobber bullshit is dead. No, but you don't get the other reference, huh? It's probably, oh. I, I hate to sound old, but it's probably before your time. She's, Nikki, Nikki Cross is recreating a popular comic book cover. This was also recreated in a popular movie. <laughs> if you guys saw Spider-Man, if you guys saw Spider-Man 2, the, the Tobey Maguire one, Sam Raimi actually put this shot from the comic book in the movie. There's a point where he throws his suit in the garbage. He's had it with being Spider-Man and he leaves it in the fucking alley and walks away. So it's a very popular cover of Spider-Man from back in the day. And Nikki Ash decided <laughs> to do the same shit. Oh, that is great. <laughs> but the best part about it is, is there's no chance of her ever going back to that shit. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You don't understand how happy I was the day that shit died. <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. 
yeah, I, 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 you know, I remember that from Spider-Man Two, but I didn't know that was an album. That was um a comic book cover. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw it, I popped. It was like, oh no way. <laughs> That's cool though. One of our first Talk Brunch episodes, one of the single-digit episodes, we started right around the time that CM Punk quit WWE officially. One of our first covers is CM Punk, a cartoon of CM Punk walking away with the with the fucking the things he wears, the the, the oh little cross thing, and it's in the garbage so can, everything behind him. The same thing, same exact cover. Everybody replicates it. <laughs> but anyway, oh, we're gonna need NXT. Where is my uh? Yeah, now that I run this thing with a remote, it's kind of scary when you lose that shit. You know, it's like, oh shit, where's the remote? Oh, you don't understand, Lo- like losing a Fire TV stick remote is fear. Yeah, it's terror. That's why I try. That's why I try to play it on my nightstand when I go to sleep because I've woken. I'm like, where the fuck is my remote? <laughs> All right, NXT episode six hundred and fifty six. I mean, it comes to you from Orlando, Florida, every time. You know, we open with Toxic Attraction in the ring. There is only one queen. In the NXT ring, I was the last woman standing. Figure out who my next opponent's gonna be. Who is willing to go to war while Gigi and I, NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, Kaden and Katana. I hope you're listening. That golden attraction is where the money. I'm so sick of the three of you. You are so. Phony. Do you two have a reason for interrupting us? We made you two relevant. You'll go right back to being irrelevant just like you were before. Now the champions, toxic attraction. It's brawling time. The champions trying to fight the line. To wear the gold. Well, the members advantage again pays off for toxic attraction. Beat up my ninjas. How dare you? I love this. Watch this. Loving your dedication to the bit, like the stupid hand sign. Like I've known you for years. Everyone knows this isn't you. Maybe on the outside it doesn't look like it, but I'm a committed and dedicated student to Chase University. Anyone who talks bad on Chase U is an enemy of mine. I know the real you. Your true color's gonna show out eventually. My true colors are black and red. <laughs> I love it, mate. It's beautiful. <laughs> he's like i love that he's like look mate i've known you for a long time you're a piece of shit you don't like this chase shit you're the same kind of piece of shit i am <laughs> look at that little cheeky shit smile the motherfucker has like an age-rated tourist smile like, what like he, is, he is like you're if he what you're gonna turn coat on these motherfuckers you piece of shit you fellow piece of shit you <laughs> tiktok motherfucker <laughs> I love how you approached them like that. Oh my god. I love it, mate. It's beautiful. Wendy Chu. I love it too. <laughs> Good old Wendy Chu. Let's jump a little ahead with this. Oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, damn it. We're going to start right there. My bad. If you're Jade, why make such personal comments since the start? This is a pretty good match. Yeah, yeah. Wendy Chu's getting better, man. I don't know if it's that she's getting better or if that she's growing on me. Might be a little bit of both. I feel like it's a little bit of both for me. Cora Jade still hate her, but I mean, she's there. I've accepted she's going to be my, on my screen, so I'm just like, yeah. 
but yeah, Wendy's getting a little bit better, and I think definitely her making them make them uh, the alteration to her outfit is a major improvement for me because visually it doesn't annoy me anymore. She threw orange soda in her eyes, Rick. Yeah, her own, her own orange soda. She took out a lash with it. <laughs> Fuck her up for that. Should be completed, and I said I envision you and me, Braun, making history together for the NXT Championship. I've been in many title matches. Six months ago, I said no I'm one cares about this Apollo Crew shit. But when you look into my eyes, the ending is clear. Kiana James, we are moments away from your match with Ivy Nile. But there's not a woman that I sit across the boardroom from who intimidates me. I don't count my wins, only my losses, because there are so few. That deal fell through due to stupidity. Now, if you excuse me, I have a match to win. We're not going anywhere. No, Mackenzie, no. NXT superstar from unlocking his potential. How many names are on here? 1,347. So on NXT Level Up, first of all, this guy's name is... Uh, Javier Bernal, right? Yeah. But on NXT Level Up, he demands that everybody call him Big Body Javi. <laughs> I don't know if you Even know Even though he's that. like average size. I think it's a good gimmick. Yeah. How, how fucking <laughs> obnoxious, right? Like how obnoxious? It. Big Body Javi? Like, motherfucker, you ain't got no big nobody. Like, what you mean? You, you know what? I can't help but notice they don't mention that at all on the regular main NXT show. They probably don't all. like it. <laughs> they're like, they're not, they're not going to let this motherfucker really be big body Javi. Are you kidding me? You just going to be Javi, Javi, Javi. You could be on Level Up. Level Up's not canon. You could be whatever you want. Yeah. Be careful. You'll get canceled. There is a poker game tonight, and we could really use a ringer to, you know, gambling is against university policy. Nowadays, you're just a stooge. He just fucking hits him. <laughs> it's a pull apart. It's a pull apart. Uh, but we got to focus on the woman. She's come across in a boardroom like Keanu James. Yeah, why is Keanu James a boardroom character? I don't know. I just don't understand. That wasn't a good idea. What, the Volman character or her fucking with Ivy Nile? Every, all of it. All of the above. <laughs> you know? But the boardroom thing does bother me. Like, why are you a boardroom person? Oh, God. But Ivy she Nile, was a, course, Yo, she was so late. Yo, she couldn't have been more late, could she? Well, you know, she's a boardroom character, not a wrestler. Like, look at how fucking late that was. God. Which is a shame because Ivy's half of the Hurricanrana was beautiful. Don't you know I'm green? Like that bitch is baby shit green. Like, my God. Ugh. I like that single leg running drop kick that she does knocking him to the outside like that. And then we have some shit going on on the outside, of course, like in every match. And then Tops Ivy goes over with death. the diamond chain. Mm-hmm. Woman, ask Nick Wisdowski. He got frequent flyer miles whenever he wanted. Hey, the point he's trying to make is this: intimidation 
It doesn't affect us. And this year, that's the last thing you're gonna get. You guys might have the admiration of all of India. NXT deadline. You guys want respect? Come try to get it. You can see, Book. Light of your fire, Alba, of the unholy enchantress. The ethereal being materializing. But Alba, <sighs> you must listen. We're gonna have so much fun. <laughs> Grips is here. Oh, Grips. <sighs> Leave it all for the ring, right? Every time, leave it in the ring. Yeah, I had to come tell you about you. I couldn't do it. Look, you can't go around hitting students. Like you, you no, can't. no, 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 it was, a, it was pretty deadly. Who? You know, the, uh, yeah, boy, pretty deadly. You know, the, uh, wait, wait, were there any repercussions? Did you get fined? Repercussions? What? No, no, no. Because it's a tag team title match. A tag team title? When, yeah, when's yeah, the yeah. tag team title match? <laughs> tonight. You guys a tag team title match tonight? All the breath he says. Here comes Scripps. I'm not even gonna act like I was sold, motherfucker. Here comes Reggie. Yes, Reggie. What oh. are you doing, Reggie? What happened Dude, I to you? <laughs> why are you Scripps? I don't understand why they did this to Reggie. <laughs> I couldn't even pretend like that wasn't Reggie. I mean, it's fucking Reggie you, in a mask. That's that's, you, you, that's like the Hogan thing. You you know how like when you see somebody under a different gimmick and you can kind of suspend your disbelief. Not here, Not like here dude. At, at least with a kid, you had to tell me that Axiom was a kid for me to know that was a kid. So let's go the back a little bit. The second you here. walked out, I knew it was Reggie. So do you understand how they came up with this gimmick? No. Oh, you don't. Oh, oh you God, don't. Oh, God, there's backstory. It has lore. Oh, hell. I... So they were thinking about that Alejandro guy, the performance center stalker, right? Remember him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My buddy. And they, yeah. and they decided that they wanted to make that into a gimmick. There's just one problem with that. What? PC stalker at least makes me laugh. I mean, this, this that's the only problem. <laughs> that's the only problem. <laughs> this is nothing like that. Even though that's what no. they made. This is literally nothing like what they were going for. Take it with a grain of salt. That's what Melsa said. He said that they, they, this, that he was playing the guy. This is like guy, if Bethesda came up with that gimmick. Melsa's exact quote was, okay, so you remember the real stalker who was defecating on the premises and doing all that crazy stuff and he was arrested multiple times? That was the gimmick that inspired, that idiot inspired a gimmick that's out there doing flips. King Quest, don't you ever put Axiom in any of this shit. What? No. So, God, now you know, fucking... now you know the, uh, the story behind it. Hey, at least, and I don't know who Guru Raj is. Like, like they'd have been better off just saying Reggie's in NXT. Like, yeah, right. Like, just, just tell me Reggie's in NXT. I'll be so much more excited than that. He said, "Just throw it on." And that's it. He went, and then he leaves his calling card or some shit, which is scripts. 
motherfucker, you spelled Reggie wrong. Like, <laughs> what? Look at the way. Oh my god. Schism's tree is no different. We recognize a forgiving thanks. To reinforce the meaning, something to be thankful for. Blood relatives cannot guarantee a united family. Gluttony that cannot be contained. I'll get her camera. The deals creep in earlier and earlier. That new hot item be focused on your belief system tonight we will christen a new holiday stand with me we warned you we are no longer inclusive i just want to thank you for your sacrifice <laughs> you got the did your mama tell you right or wrong the A champ is in the A locker room getting ready to pull him. Chick Will is here to answer all your questions. Wanted to get your thoughts. Wesley on Cinderella Man Story ends tonight. Three time North American champion. So settle down. Continue to talk about how money mellow is. Mellow's got this in the bag tonight, right? You can watch him take this L from the locker room. Oh no, we trick mellow game. We're a package deal. We go out there together. Well, it sounds like you're saying without saying. Oh, mellow don't need me. He don't need me. Oh, I heard his feelings. You can't hurt Twig, Trick, man. That's our boy. Anyway, singles match. Zoe Stark versus Sol Ruka. Sol Ruka's getting good. Yeah, I mean, they're picking good people. It's not even that they're getting good. Oh, yeah. It's like they're going out of their way to make sure that they pick people that aren't shit. They're like, look, we have people exactly. here. We need them to not be shit. Select the good ones. Imagine that. She, well, she took and that leave the rest and level up. I don't know how that one. I don't know how the secretary made it through the cracks, but yeah, let them go hang out with Big Body Javi. There <laughs> 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 it goes over, of course. Oh, yeah, I, was so, I don't know why I wasn't prepared for that. Oh. Yo, she ducked that head kick like her life depended on it. We know you're upset that Brown beat you last week. Gosh, Malik, you're looking sharp. I don't know about you, Rob, but I got my dancing shoes. I could use a night out being mediocre for once. You will never see me out with you two losers. I'll say it again. Damn. Yo, he broke, he tore his sweater. Remember that guy's backstory about sweaters? Yo, he about to fuck Von Wag. Like, now it's on, dude. That guy wears those sweaters because of his father. Side note, it's just really funny. Von Wagner saying he doesn't want to be mediocre. And I'm like, motherfucker, you, you're not even that on your best day. Anyway. It is the NXT Tag Team title match. Pretty Deadly's Elton Prince and Kit Wilson defending their championship against Chase Hughes, Andre Chase, and Duke Hudson being accompanied by Thea Hale. And uh, oh, yeah, Duke caught his breath. <laughs> Duke's looking good. Yeah, really good. I, I want to see him in the ring more often. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't see him wrestle enough. But of course, as exciting as that would be, pretty deadly retains. I know you like those guys, man, but those outfits bother the fuck out of me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
That gimmick wouldn't work if the image didn't bother you. <laughs> oh, you hit her. Look at that, you fucker. No. It looked like he just hit her I with a forearm, right? I did not. Oh, my God. I'm so mad at myself now. He looks like the person who would say like a Tommy Wu sort, right? I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Marks. <laughs> You cut to that hell of a hot tag, my god. Yeah, he has an amazing hot tag. He really taking his chase you shit seriously. Oh, he has three big boots. See, that's the miscommunication, right? They kicked the shit out of him, too. He looked, yo, he sat up like somebody who got the shit kicked out of him. Look at his face. <laughs> he looks like he got the shit kicked out of him, right? Like, even if you didn't notice his wrestling, you'd be like, who kicked the shit out of you? And that's it. That's why they want him losing the titles. Or not gaining the titles, rather. Kick the shit out of him. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Said a lot of things leading up to our title match that I don't regret. Okay, neither do we. Zoe and I were never a real team. We weren't partners for long, but I just looked up to her. I admired her. We appreciate oh. that. No side titles can make or break friendships around here. Who doesn't like to shake some ass and have some fun? Right? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Look, 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 look. If you guys need a third next week against Toxic Attraction, mm. I'm your girl. Going to compete in the Iron Survivor Challenge. But right now, it is main event time. It is main event time because it is the NXT North American title match. Wesley defending his championship against Carmelo. Melo Hayes being accompanied by Trick Williams, who needs him. Is Trick out there? Yeah. No, no Trick. Well, he was supposed to be. You see what they did? They hurt Trick. Reverse psychology. Double pump kick. Because he doesn't need him. Now he won't have him. This match was nuts. I, can't, I could watch these guys wrestle all day. Don't call Nikita right. any names in my, my chat. How dare you? He's the best girl. You can't hit it. Turned you down, didn't she, George? I know she did. <laughs> Wesley is phenomenal. These guys are great. Fantastic main event. They really put some freaking respect on that North American title. I know you go work for this. Excellent stuff. Like, they wrestled this like they were headlining the next takeover. They 100% did excellent stuff. Like, Wesley doesn't slow down, does he? No. Ah, you should have been out there, Trick. You went out there for your your boy. And boy lost. And look at that. Feast your eyes on that. And no Dijakovic. Dijak is His back. name is Dijak. Oh, man. Good to have him back. And looking good. No helmet. Oh, yeah. Looks menacing, doesn't he? Yeah, no helmet. No weird fucking things happening. Just regular Dijak. What do you think of the new look? I like, like the it. leather, like the Terminator glasses. like. You miss MKS? Who's that? I think he meant to put MSK. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Call it a hunch. 
But yeah, I like this new look though. Like he looks he it's the most menacing I've ever seen him look. NXT did 624,000 viewers with a point twelve in the 18 to 49 demographic. Definitely down uh, from last week, 663,000.17 in the 18 to 49, but still staying within the mid 600,000s. Nothing really wrong with that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the numbers that they're expecting from over there, you know? I know, George, I watched the Rascals and Impact. That was just after they were gone. That's when I tapped out. So there you have it, folks. What have we been here for? Four and a half hours, and what do we cover? About twenty hours of wrestling. I can't even. Ca- I lost count. We covered. We covered SmackDown. We covered Rampage. We covered uh, AEW Full Gear. We covered the Full Gear Zero Hour. We covered uh, Dynamite, Raw, Raw NXT, NXT, all Dynamite. Of it. And we predicted uh, Dynamite. Did predictions covered the majority of the dirt sheets. Nobody has our format really. No one can always appreciate it. Never duplicate it. Definitely not replicate it, huh? Some of y'all out there try, but that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time to wrap up here. It's been a wonderful episode as usual. Special thanks to our new friends. Thanks to Fletch Malone, Mr. Malone coming through strong with the raid. Thank you to the new follow Shadow JY26, Pat the Wise Man, Rebel G610, Antonio Bros. And then, of course, at our regular old chat room, we had our, our regular friends here, George, King Quest, of course, the good old wife, Stasis, everybody else who's been lurking and hanging around, as well as those of you listening on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, and every place that all popular podcasts are found ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to talk brunch live episode 550 hosted by yours truly rick dare k captain brunch for myself and my co-host destin soul glow frazier we're out of here strapping kitties it's war happy wrestling everybody indeed shut it down